0: Injured in a car accident? It's about money, your money, your settlement. We cap attorney's fees at 30% of the first million. Any recovery above that is all yours. No recovery? You
1: pay no fees or costs. We strive to get you more at LawyerUp904.com. Hey, welcome and glad along for the ride on a Tuesday. Brought to you by my friends at the Nimnick family of dealerships. Nimnick Chevrolet on cast at Nimnick Buick GMC on Phillips Highway. The best in the business. My friends from the Nimnik family of dealerships, Frank Frangie hates Carly and Lauren Brooks. Andrew Gibson, ooh, boy, that was a nail-biter last night. Couldn't get up from the couch. My goodness, it was close.
2: That game or the Vince Young-USC game <laughs> and for the title? Which uh, one?
1: Uh, it's close. That was worse than, and I'm not saying this, I'm a Florida guy. That was worse than Nebraska-Florida. I thought Nebraska-Florida well, was the worst embarrassing, what-are-you-doing-here game of all time. I thought Vegas Duke and basketball, that trumped both of them. They could have scored eighty. Yeah, I mean, not, joking aside, Georgia. If Georgia, if if for somehow it benefits you to score as many points as possible, if it didn't, if you don't get the win necessarily, if you get more points for the win, if you don't, you
2: get to carry the points over, yeah, the next yeah, year right, in a right. game of your choosing. But
1: if you they scored, they could have scored eighty. Yeah, they scored sixty-five and pretty much quit playing. Right, what in the world?
2: It was, uh, it was incredible, and, and I would agree with you. I've never seen anything as one-sided as that. I mean, I, I, I would imagine Georgia has had practices against air where they have struggled more had offensively <laughs> than they struggled last night. Um, you know, and look, I mean, Georgia deserves all the accolades. I mean, congratulations to what Georgia has built because they are absolutely a dynasty that is just starting to uh, really launch and so now it's just a question of how close will Kirby Smart come to surpassing Nick Saban. It seems unthinkable to think you somebody could surpass Nick Saban yeah. right after the Alabama dynasty, which still has legs and could right. still add to what they've accomplished because they're certainly still in a dynasty as long as Saban is there. Uh, but Georgia, I, I don't know if you can have two going on at once, but we do. I mean, Georgia and Alabama are yeah. stratospherically ahead of every other program and um and it's just it's magnificent what George has built uh, to win it the way they won it last year with such a great defense to come back this year and win it with uh, really a more well rounded team but certainly a brilliant offense and you know again I, I don't know how people don't think Stetson Bennett can isn't gonna play in the NFL or at least get a chance. In
1: today's NFL I mean
2: he is he is smart, he's quick, uh he, he's got a good release, uh he's accurate. Um, I'm not trying to sell him as right. you know a, a top two round pick or anything like that, but it was it was magnificent to watch. I mean, I was pulling for TCU, uh, same. But you get to a point where it's like you got to just tip your hat and say, you know, it, it's it's amazing what they were able to do. I think a lot of ancillary losers outside of TCU. Uh, I think Ohio State feels like a loser today because you you had the national champ beat. You probably should be the national champion today if you hadn't choked in the yeah. you know in the final few minutes of the semifinal game I think if you're Michigan you're you're every bit as embarrassed as TCU is today that you lost to that team that th- then goes and gets beat 65 to 7 and I think Texas and Oklahoma today wake up losers because TCU gives them all they want and they're getting ready to enter into a world where Georgia doesn't beat SEC teams like that I mean they they beat South Carolina convincingly who's a good team uh, You know, they'll they'll beat Vandy, but but they don't routinely right. beat teams in the SEC as easily as they beat TCU last night. And Oklahoma and Texas are getting ready to leave a world in which TCU is a major factor and enter into a world where it's obvious if TCU played in the SEC, they wouldn't make a bowl game.
1: Yeah, and I'll say this about TCU. I, I want to give them this benefit of the doubt. Sometimes you just have the lay-and-egg game. I mean, Nebraska beat Florida 62-24. to 24 just beat the hell out of them. Florida won the national championship a day later. A year later. UNLV beat Duke by 30 in a basketball game. Duke looked like a junior high team. Duke won the title a year later. So, you you were entitled to have that just uh oh my god, I can't believe we were that bad game. But this was worse than that. This looked like if they this looked like TCU doesn't look like they really are legit. They had a bad game. Now they've had a good year. They did lose. Look, they lost to Kansas State who just got blown out by Alabama in the Sugar Bowl 45-20. And that game was 42-13 till the very till the very end of the game, you know. So so but anyway, I I I look, most you thought it was going to be close, Lauren, but most yeah, most I was, I was off. But most people thought 38-10, 35-13, but nobody thought 65-7. Whew, what a bad game. I got a lot of thoughts on Georgia moving forward, a lot of thoughts on Georgia. You watch any of it?
3: I did. I watched it all. It was. Uh, I watched it
1: all too. And I, it didn't even well, I didn't know why I didn't watch it all. It could be. I, I and and I and I agree with what you said. Ace. part of that is we can talk all we want about how bad TCU was. Part of it is George is really good. And, and by the way, and so is Ohio State. And and because Ohio State played them nose to nose, but George is really good. George is good on all fronts. Stetson Bennett, to your point, is really good. Got a great arm. He's athletic. You know, if he was six three, we'd be talking about him as a. Top ten draft pick. Well,
2: imagine a world in which Stetson Bennett is at best probably a fifth round pick. Yeah, and Will Levis might go in the top three. Correct,
1: and 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 Stetson Bennett right now is a better football player by far, by a yeah. mile. Yeah, but he, I mean he's really a good player, and so and so, I'd say
2: the same thing about Anthony yeah, Richardson.
1: Yeah, yeah, totally agree. Anthony Richardson, right, he's a way better player. than Anthony Richardson. Oh, there's no question. There's no. He's not as good a prospect as either. Better player in both. A hundred percent. And look. I also will tell you that Danny Werfel was a better college player than just right. about everybody he played against and he wasn't a prospect either, but, Absolutely. but this guy uh yeah, but Georgia deserves its due. this is they built it right. They have great players, they are well coached. This that Georgia isn't Georgia isn't hoisting the trophy because the competition wasn't good enough. Georgia's host, hoisting the trophy because they are damn good and damn deserving. That is a really my God, that's a good program.
4: When TCU got the ball first and had three plays for negative two yards, I said, nope, this ain't going to be close. Yeah, he
1: did. He felt that. I hear you. I hear you. He felt that way.
3: Yeah. I just have one question. Is the national celebrity joining us uh, on the program? What about leader? the, the
1: – the, the <laughs> Na- Denny Thompson – Big, big shout-out from Herb Street. That's awesome. Yeah, big shout-out. I mean, Danny Thompson I gets the shout-out. I was blown away when I heard his right name. Right when Carson Beck went into the yep. game, okay? I mean, the, I mean, what about that? It was, uh, it was hey, a big you know moment what? for Dude. Well, I've heard. We don't know that he's coming here. I've heard that his salary tripled <laughs> and, that he's, and that, he, that he's negotiating with the higher-ups at 1010XL, whether he even come today. That there, there could I be, can understand there that. There could be a hold-out.
3: When I Herbie know. mentions you, yeah. you have I mean, made there, it in life. We
1: could be a hold-out. Hold he thinks I wore him out on the Whisperer before. Okay, <laughs> I mean, I mean, I, we heard there's a hold. I heard, I heard. You know who's talking? People, his people, or our people. Yeah, I heard there's a lot of conversations. I heard it's they've ex- been messy. I've heard they've exchanged proposals. So, uh, so it's good. We don't know what's going to happen here. That's that, that's what I'm told. I'm told the labor union is going to get involved. This is so big that the m the the MLBPA and the NFLPA are involved. They're all involved in this one. So all the unions are.
3: Well, the good news is for Carson Beck, he actually got to play in a national championship game.
1: Yes, he did. Yes, he did. I will say this. Well, it's not going to be his last one. No, 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 probably probably not. not. But I want to talk a little bit about Georgia coming up. So we got a lot of things on the program. we got a Duval County scholar athlete stopping by. I'm looking forward to that. That comes up in just a little bit at at 340. Herbert or Justin Herbert or Trevor Lawrence? We all say Trevor because we're around here. But if you compare the numbers, they're frighteningly similar. If you really look at what they've accomplished this football season, there there's so many there's so many Justin Herbert, Trevor Lawrence conversations. So many and in so many ways and there I mean there's there's so much to talk about. So we're gonna do a little comparison, compare and contrast today, uh coming up on the program. I want to talk a little bit it's gonna be cold, by the way. I mean it's gonna be like cold, cold. Cold. It's gonna be like 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 in the thirties. we don't have many I would say we don't have many football games in the thirties. We don't have many nights in the thirties. No, this is
2: this is drink a lot of whiskey and bourbon responsibly <laughs> to stay warm.
1: The by the way, one other thing I love about you, um, and I love this because I'm kind of like this myself. It always goes back to the whiskey. I love that. There's no doubt. I love that. when it's cold. I love that. Hey, what did what did you think of Wimbledon? Well, I was watching it drinking whiskey. I mean, it, it always kind of goes back to the. I love yeah, it. Strawberries and cream and whiskey. I love, it always goes back to the whiskey. I love that it goes back to the whiskey with you. All right, we're going to talk about that. We're going to compare the quarterbacks. We're going to talk about what the scene will be like. Uh, will it be different? Will it not be different? I want to talk about Georgia later in this regard. I said this about Billy Donovan at Florida. Billy Donovan by year four was in the championship game with Mike Miller and Teddy Dupay and Kenyon Weeks. And Udonis Haslam and Harvey, all, all Donald Harvey and and um, Brent Wright, all those guys. He's in the championship game, and I remember, and they said, "Well, wow, he's a great coach." I said, "Well, you're not, you're not, you're not dynastic until you can do it with the next group. If it, if he just happened to fall into one great group, then you're not the you're a great coach and it's a great run. But you're not, you're not a dynasty. Those guys all have to go away. Well, they all went away, and he did it again. He did it with Horford and Noah, and that's." That's the sign. Nick Saban has done it. Has turned it over three or four times. He did it. He did it more times. Even Dabo for a small period did it with 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 Deshaun. and did it again with Trevor. So now's the chat. And by the way, I have great respect for Kirby Smart. I think he will do it because he keeps getting these five stars. But now we'll see the next wave because if you combine last year's team with all the draft picks with Trayvon and all of them, okay, all all the draft picks that came out of that team last year. And you add have to add Bennett and this year's guys to that. Well, now they're all gone. I mean, I guess the tight end Bowers is back for another year, but you know my point the the, the, the lion's share of that, that group the is nucleus. gone. Yeah, including the quarterback. Now, can you do it? Can Kirby do it again with the next group? My guess is yes. But have that, you seen their schedule? Yeah, the, the, yeah. Well, I have. Yeah. I, but I don't mean just next year. I mean yeah. the next the next wave. You know, the the next wave. Bobby Bowden, it didn't matter what weight what group he had. He did it again and did it again and did it again. Spurrier. I mean, Spurrier did it with Shane and those guys. They went away. He did it with Werfel those guys. They went away. He did it with Grossman of those guys. That That's the sign. Can you keep, like Alabama, can you keep going? LSU couldn't. Every LSU coach did it with one wave and couldn't do it again. Nick Staben couldn't do it again at Alabama. Les Miles did it one time, couldn't do it again. Eddie O. was fired two years later. Yeah, so,
3: but Kirby's about to have... Better quarterbacks than what he's
1: had. It seems that way, doesn't it? It's certain, and that's well, no—I well,
3: shouldn't knock Stetson Bennett l- l- like that. Let At me least last that. season, K- Stetson l- wasn't yeah. L- yeah.
1: Kirby's about to have quarterbacks with better skill sets. Correct. Right. We'll see if they're better college quarterbacks. Yeah. This guy's one heck of a college quarterback, boy. So, so we'll talk about it. But let's start with uh, uh, Justin Herbert, Trevor Lawrence. I got a lot of thoughts on that. That's how we'll kick off the program. Uh, glad you're with us on 1010 XL and 92.5
0: FM. They're very similar. Um, they're all—they're you know—I think they're within a couple touchdown passes of each other and you know uh yards and things i think i think Justin has a few more yards you know um obviously but very similar both athletic guys both can run extend plays um good vision you know um obviously you know he he's been he's been in these moments before you know with his team and so he's got a little experience over over Trevor that way but but um Yeah, it should be a a fun game to to watch both these guys play.
5: It's a Nimnick Tuesday on the Frangie Show. Nimnick, your friends in the car business since
3: 1941. The comments of Jaguars head coach Doug Peterson comparing Trevor Lawrence and Justin Herbert. Everybody around here knows Trevor Lawrence has 25 touchdowns and 8 picks. Justin Herbert has 25 touchdowns and 10 interceptions. But, Frank, did you know that Justin Herbert? and Peyton Manning are the only two players ever with at least 25 touchdowns in their first three seasons.
1: I did not know that. I did, I did not realize that. He's, he's a good player, but that, that's a great stat. I Had did. it not
3: been a train wreck here last year, yeah. Trevor Lawrence might be head there.
1: He, he Correct, but I, I think so. But if you look at the numbers, you just talked about them. Herbert 25-10, Trevor 25-8. Herbert 47 and change, Trevor 41 and change in terms of total yards. Uh, completion percentage, Herbert n- just a, a notch higher. 68-2 versus 66-3. Trevor, the better runner of the two, 291 yards and five running touchdowns. Herbert, 147-1. and one. The numbers are almost identical. The size is almost identical. They're both tall. They're both athletic. I think Trevor has a higher upside. I think Herbert's throwing motions a little stiffer, just a hair more mechanical. I think Trevor's got that free and easy motion. I think the fact that Trevor was so good in college and so good that he developed that knack earlier, I think he's got a better coach to develop him. I think they're both very good. I know I sound like Homer guy, but it is my opinion. I um, I think I would rather have Trevor Lawrence for the next 10 years than Justin Herbert. I will tell you, if I'm objective guy in Peoria, I've got to think about that first. I've got to think through before I get there. I can't tell. Are you kidding me? Absolutely. I've got to think about it first. But I think I do think in my heart of hearts, if I'm objective guy in, in Peoria, I would land on Trevor. And I'll bet if you did a, po- a national poll. No point in one here because we know what everybody here will say. But I'll bet if you did a national poll, literally, literally a poll with people around nationally, I'll bet you Trevor would get more of the vote. Do you agree or disagree? I, I think he
2: would because,
1: again, he's starting to realize the
2: hype uh, is he left Clemson of, of the generational Herbert didn't have that there was actually a lot of draft questions about Herbert and his mentality his personality uh leaving Oregon and and I agree with what you're saying Trevor I think would be viewed as the more fluid player um Herbert is athletic I mean you're talking about you know and uh, the a, an A versus an A plus but uh um but there's a reason that Trevor was considered a much more prized prospect than Justin Herbert. Uh, Again, these drafts weren't seven years apart. They were right on top of each other, basically. And, uh, you know, so I I think that – I think Trevor would be the pick. Uh, I also think, you know, it's helped by the fact that Justin Herbert entered into, you know, a a Chargers franchise that was stable and and had weapons. I mean, if Trevor Lawrence had walked into Jacksonville – and had Keenan Allen and Austin Eckler and Mike Williams and and uh, Everett is an underrated tight end. Uh, then you know it, it it probably would have been a little bit different of a story. Trevor had nothing to work with in his rookie year in a in a terrible environment around him, and and now the supporting cast is better, and you're seeing him play and again post a, a better uh, from a passer rating standpoint, have a better year than Justin Herbert. So. Um, you know, I, I think I think it would be Trevor. Uh, I think it's you couldn't go wrong with either. There's, I would say, twenty, at least twenty four teams that would love to have either one of them. Uh, so I, uh, I mean, you're talking about being in in the top five in the league at quarterback it, as you look at the present and as you look at the future. But I think I think Trevor Lawrence would get the uh, would get the edge, maybe not from. You know, the casual fan because Herbert's been talked about for a little bit longer. But I don't think anything that Trevor's done this year is going to prove to be a mirage. I mean, if, if again, in assuming both players stay healthy, I have to think that in 10 years, Trevor Lawrence is going to be considered the better player. They'll both be considered very good. But I think Trevor's going to edge out Herbert.
3: Yeah, I think nationally, people are just now realizing how good Trevor Lawrence can be because of obviously the disaster last year was and also this year there have been games that he has not been uh, excellent and Justin Herbert they know the narrative that he is a really good passer and he does have those fantasy type weapons with the Chargers but I think Trevor Lawrence if you if you watch both quarterbacks closely Trevor Lawrence can make throws that I think very few people can make including Justin Herbert
1: there's a freedom the way he throws a loose it's almost like a Joe Montana throwing motion you know Marino had a great throw in motion in Elway but there even those great quarterbacks it wasn't as free and easy as Montana's and I think I think Trevor's got that that free and e- that freer easier motion so but they're both very good players I really think I I still don't think Patrick Mahomes has a peer yet that and I, that includes Josh Allen for me So if you ask me to rank not the old guys I've always told you, Mahomes is first for me, and I, and I don't think there's a close second. And that's not true. Josh Allen is a close second, but I don't think there's there's anybody tied with him. I think Josh Allen is second, and I probably didn't give Burrow enough credit. He probably is right there at third. After that, who's on the list? Jalen Hurts. He belongs on the list. Um, yeah. Who? I'm not. I'm not just doing AFC. I'm going on everybody. Okay. Who's on the list? Brock Purdy. But who? I mean, of young, young, young potential megastar ring wearing quarterbacks. If Mahomes is one, and then Josh Allen, and then Burrow, who's who else is? Don't worry about ranking them. For now, who else is on the list? Trevor,
2: Herbert? Trevor, Herbert. uh, A lot of people would still say Lamar, even though he's been hurt in the last two years late.
1: Lamar's on it. But he's still
2: just like 24.
1: You're right. Lamar's on the list. Jalen Hurts is on the list. Hurts. Is that the list?
3: Yeah, because Tua's not on it.
1: Tua's not on it. There's no question Tua's not on it. That's the
2: list. Yeah, I think it would.
3: Because we've never seen Trey Lance. We have no idea. You're
2: going to have to see it from Deshaun
1: Watson in Cleveland before you can put him back on the list. He'd have to – he said exactly right. He, he could make his way back onto the list, but for today I don't find him on it. No.
3: People are excited about Justin I, Fields' mobility.
1: Yeah, but you're going to need to see it yeah. a little yeah. bit more. You're I right, mean, though. That's right. That's right.
2: Kyler Murray is now viewed as a coach killer. Yeah, he's not on the so list. So you're going to have to <laughs> he's see. Awesome. He's off the list. Yeah. Kyler's
1: yeah. off the list. Um, Deshaun Watson is – I mean, I watched some of that Steeler-Browns game. Man, he looked like just a guy, didn't he? Yeah, he looked like now again, he was away from it for a long time and he's feeling and he missed half this season in fairness to the guy. I I am
2: surprised that he didn't look like he was getting it figured
1: out at the end. He didn't. He did. And I didn't look, I I watched that game because because I watched all those games that mattered and and I haven't watched them a lot. So I don't pretend that I've watched a lot of the NFL guys um, because we're usually calling games or traveling right after calling a game. But I, uh,
2: And you're talking about, like, I would still put, like, Brady in there.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm not but, talking about those guys. I, I'm, yeah, but Brady, you mean kind of the younger. Yeah. yeah. Anybody, uh, anybody over 30 doesn't count for the what I'm talking about. Okay. What I'm talking about is guys you'd want, 10-year uh, guys. Guys you'd want for the next 10 years.
3: Deshaun Watson's completion percentage this year was 58.2 for the games yeah. that he played. But against teams like the Saints and the Commanders, it was either 48 or 50. What's his and uh, it's, it seven felt, touchdowns, it, five picks? What, it what it is it for way? his
2: career?
1: It, but it felt that way. It, he
2: was fifty. His
3: career is sixty-seven percent.
2: See is Not amazing. Yeah, and so that, he was. He's a sixty-seven percent passer. He yeah. was fifty-eight percent this year. So I do think you
1: have to wonder: Will he ever? Did the layoff ruin him? And so you go through all the young quarterbacks. Um, obviously, Zach Wilson had a disastrous season. Mac Jones, nah, uh, rooting for him, but he's not that yeah. guy. He, he uh, well, he's still got a chance yeah. because.
2: Bill Belichick, for some reason, decided to have special teams and defensive minds coach his offense. Which is really weird. So, yeah. you've you got to think that they figure that out. That was just hubris. And so, if they can get Mac Jones a legitimate offensive mind to right. coach I agree. him, I agree. then yeah. maybe Mac. You know, but Mac t- Jones, I can see some some salvation there.
1: Yeah. But for today, you can't put him in there. is no. not there today. Obviously, Zach Wilson's not there today.
4: Uh, Mac Jones is not there today um what about this guy he's older he's under 30 but he had a really good year Jared Goff 29 and 7 4,500 yards it's good he did have a great year I can't put I, him in there I, to, to I me but, but it's worth it. I hear you yeah. give it's worth the conversation and, and but
2: he I, and he did he had some great moments very and, and we'll see and he's got a nice supporting cast he yeah. kind of feels to me like he might be and he's in the same generation but he's a little younger but is he going to have that Kirk Cousins career where it's he's able to hold on to yeah. being a starter but he's never really fully embraced but he does some good yeah. things yeah. and
1: yeah pro- probably but 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 it's a good inclusion into the conversation because you're right he's he's a guy that had a a bounce back year and he is only he's still in his late 20s so there's, there's, there's he's worth the conversation but i don't have him on that list
2: either yeah and i don't think there's very yeah. many teams in the nfl that would say we'll take him for the next 10 years yeah yeah
1: so for the 10 year list i don't think so um so so I'm going through it. I mean I'm going player by team by team. I think Dak's off the list. Dak's off the list. Dak, Seven Dak.
3: straight games with an interception.
1: Is that yeah? I think Dak's off. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Dax Dax off the list. Um, Daniel Jones I can't put
2: on it. No, but I'm, if he I, has I mean, another pretty yeah, good I'm, year next year and the I'm, I'm Giants win, then
1: maybe he. can I'm intrigued get added to see where he goes it. because he's got a lot you like. He's big. He's six five. He's super athletic. He's got a good arm. He's supposed to be a great kid, coachable. So there's a lot to like, but he hasn't there yet. I agree with you. He, there's, there's a lot to like, but he's not there yet.
3: The so, next wave will be interesting. Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, how quickly do right. they or do they even get in this conversation?
1: I think if Bryce Young can stay healthy, he's just so little. But if he can avoid injury, oh, I think he's going to be a really good player. Now, I'm the same guy I told you I thought Baker Mayfield would be a really good player, but I, but I think he's going to be a really good player. I, I think Bryce Young does special stuff, man. I think C.J. Stroud's a good player. I, th- I think C.J. Stroud – I think Bryce Young's better, but I think C.J. Stroud's a good player. I really do. I think he's a good player. And, of course, obviously, then we get the next wave that's coming, Caleb Williams and company. So, But, yeah, back to the original point of the topic. Yeah, for me, Trevor. Tra- Trevor over Herbert. I, I would – again, we had this conversation a month ago. If – how many quarterbacks would you take without thinking twice – for the next eight years over Trevor. We all agreed Mahomes and Josh Allen. I don't know that I said Burrow, but maybe I would now. I don't know. I, I think I might have said no to Burrow then. You said yes to Burrow, I think. I I would lean towards Burrow. Yeah, at least so far. At least so far. Close. Um, I, I said Trevor
3: over Josh Allen.
1: You said Trevor. You, okay, you said Trevor over Josh Allen. Yeah. I wouldn't say that yet for me, but I think after Mahomes and Josh Allen and eh, maybe Burrow. That'd be the only one. That'd be the only one if if I added Burrow to the list, I promise you there'd be nobody else on my list. If I even put Burrow on my list and Burrow might be a guy that's on the list now, but might not be by next October, right? I think Josh Allen and Mahomes still will be on that list for me next October, so it'll be interesting to see. I really it. hope on
3: Monday we're not having the conversation of, man, Justin Herbert smoked Trevor Lawrence out I, on that field I, Sunday
1: night. No, I have no fear of the Chargers rolling the Jags. I think they could beat them. They're a favorite team, and they have a good team. I think they could win the game, I, I, I think. But I have no fear of them coming in here and whitewashing the Jags. Do you? There's nothing in the Chargers' DNA
2: that suggests that will happen. Yeah, I mean, they're just – they just – of all the franchises in the NFL this is the one that does the least with the most and they are perpetual underachievers they are perpetual choke artists and it would be it would not be surprising if they came in and they won the game they they should win the game they're further ahead in their window of winning than the Jaguars are i uh, but I, I, think there's much more of a chance that Justin Herbert and his playoff debut, and Brandon Staley, who I think is one of the worst game day coaches in in the league right now, I think there's much more of a chance that they lay an egg and get roughed up, than there is that they come in here and win thirty four to twenty.
1: We'll see what happens. We'll take a break. When we come back, we got a Duval County Scholar Athlete of the Week. That's next. Stay with us.
5: Hey,
6: And now, this week's Scholar Athlete of the Week, brought to you by Southeast Orthopedic Specialists and the Plumbers and Pipefitters Local Union 234 on 1010XL.
3: Bailey Brinson is our Duval County Scholar Athlete of the Week, a senior at Atlantic Coast. Bailey, congratulations and thanks for joining us. Thank you. Absolutely. All right, so you are a soccer player. Tell me all about your soccer career. Well, I
7: started when I was about six years old and I didn't even know what a soccer ball was, but my mom and my dad were like, all right, Here's this ball. You're going to play soccer now. So I started in my neighborhood like with my friend's dad, and he just kind of taught me the basics. Okay. And then I kind of found a love for it. So I joined a club, and eventually um, I made my way up to uh, ECNL and then high school, and here I am now <laughs> on the AC. Girls soccer team for varsity. Awesome.
1: Yes. Yeah. So so why why did you take the soccer? What some some why did you, you clicked. You know, why, why did you take to it? Why, why did it why did it grab you? Something about it? <laughs> Honestly,
7: I loved being aggressive. That's yeah. what first got me. Like if I was mad or something, I could just take it out on the sport. But I also just grew love for like the team. Like I love just having a team around me and like the friends you build, like through um club and like school. Like it's just it's insane. <laughs>
2: Do you guys have a favorite pre-game tradition that you uh, enjoy?
7: Yes, we do, actually. We play the um, song called... Sweet Caroline? Yeah, Sweet Caroline.
2: Love it. We might have been talking about this. In play. <laughs> I'm, I'm not clairvoyant I'm <laughs> okay. psychic. I guess.
7: Yes, you are. A sweet c- Caroline in the locker room before the games usually, and we'll all be like recording it. But as soon as the song stops, everyone just goes silent
3: and... I'm like, guys, we still got to be happy. Like, the, <laughs> the song's still playing. <laughs> got to use it to pump up right, yeah, for yeah. the game. Right, so as far as soccer, you're a midfielder. That means you run a ton. Yes. What part do you like better, the offensive side or the defensive side of midfield? Definitely the offensive side, but don't tell my coach I said that. <laughs> <laughs> we won't. Hopefully that person's not listening. Yeah. <laughs>
1: you're obviously a very good player. You're all gateway conference players. So in addition to being a very good student, you're a very good soccer player. Do you want to play after high school? What's the plan with soccer?
7: Um, I used to wanna to play in college, but um plans kind of changed. Okay. And I still wanna play in college, but not like for the college, maybe for like a club. Yeah. Because I still enjoy soccer a lot. I just don't wanna have that um have that pressure
2: on yeah, me. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, absolutely. What are some colleges that you're considering?
7: Um University of Florida is my top one right now, and I find out in February and then second is Florida State, and
3: then FAU. And so I see you've been involved in women in STEM. What are you thinking about doing once you go to school?
7: <laughs> I'm thinking about becoming an FBI agent, and I want to major in criminal justice. So okay, very cool. So.
1: That that is why that's a great that's a great idea. But what what took you to that?
7: Um, criminal Minds took me to that. Okay, actually. okay, good. Um, Honestly, but since when I was a kid, like, you know, Blue's Clues, the show? Mm-hmm. We always had to, like, find, like, the mystery. I don't know. Uh-huh. It just kind of always drew me in.
1: You don't always have a combination of Blue's <laughs> Clues and Criminal Minds, okay? <laughs> yeah. <they're- laughs> that, that's kind of a good combination. So. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so There you go. Well, we certainly appreciate it. One other thing I want to ask you is because we ask all our student athletes this. When you have to manage soccer, you've played since the ninth grade, in yes. really good grades and have a really good score on the SAT, how do you manage all of it?
7: Oh gosh, I don't, but I mean, yeah. I obviously do, but yeah. um, it's I think it's like say, setting like little goals for myself because like okay. if I'm focused on like one little thing, I'll get it done, but if I like overwhelm myself with all the stuff I have to do, like I'm just going to freak out and like procrastinate, try to put it off, but I feel like if I just like set one little goal for myself and then say, hey, like now we can go hang out with our friends, whatever, mm-hmm. we can run and then you get to do this then it's easier
1: yeah do the next thing yeah right really good advice yeah Mm -hmm. it really is bailey brinson from atlantic coast our duval county scholar athlete of the week bailey thanks for coming by congratulations thank you for having me bailey brinson from atlantic coast high school a terrific student and a very good soccer player an all gateway conference soccer soccer player and she is our duval county scholar athlete of the week it's great to have a bailey
3: you never procrastinated in school either of you did you i think i'm
1: still procrastinating (laughs) i was going to say i would never have done it today (laughs) there's got to be a chapter in biology that i just at one point i've got to read 11th grade biology i'm sure i was the well i was by the way i there's there's two there's two students there's a student that really needs wants to learn and there's a student that just really wants to do well on the test I was the latter. I'm just being honest. I, I got, I got. Buddies. Well, I was the latter for sure. Yeah, I just wanted to. I just, you know, I would love to say uh, I'm disappointed that even though I did well on that test, I didn't take as much time to learn. Nah, I probably wouldn't. Okay. Not even you.
3: I didn't care about the learning. I just cared about getting an A. I Care about
1: getting the grades. I
4: still have nightmares about forgetting to do a, a project.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I hear you. Hey, um, let's get to college for a second. Um, Jaden Rashada, what are we doing?
2: Well, I mean, it's not what we're doing. It's what the University of Florida is doing, who I assume is still serious about their football program. Catch people but... <laughs> up
1: on the rumor where they are on all that. Do you, are you, can you give mean, an overview? I mean, the
2: report is that Jaden Rashada, the talented incoming freshman quarterback who did sign his letter of intent with Florida, has not enrolled at Florida. And so, uh, you know, people are obviously speculating as to the reason why this might be. And, you know, is it? Is it? Is it anything to... It certainly seems like it... It's odd, you know, because Florida was tweeting out pictures over the weekend of their incoming freshman class that had enrolled. Rashada is an early enrollee. The plan was to enroll and participate in spring practice. So who knows? I mean, who knows what if, – if they're – obviously there's something, uh, but the, the severity of it, it's it's hard to, to know that right now. Um, but I will say this, if Rashada does not join – Florida if he is not part of the football program then you really I think have to start to wonder is it just intramurals now in Florida like is there any direction is uh is there is is this being is there is there a serious nature to what they're doing uh and and what is the direction of this thing if uh if Florida who's been I think incredibly disappointing in the portal now and in, in the recruiting classes is good but if you take Jaden rashada out of it you know now you start to wonder okay what's you, you have to have a quarterback to win at any kind of level uh particularly in the sdc your quarterbacks now are graham mertz jack miller and max brown i i mean i think if if Jaden rashada isn't a part of this team then it it really makes you wonder about what is going on with the Gators and why can't they get their act together? Because it certainly doesn't seem like they can.
1: So here's what I will tell you: We know, and this is from Nick, excuse me, Nick Del, Nick Torre, who does such a good job on on Gators Online, uh, on one of the on three sites. The other 16 players that were expected to arrive early arrived and enrolled in classes uh, as of today. Rashada had not arrived. Uh, there's belief within the program. Sources say. It's a transcript issue. He, they still expect that he'll have him by the end of the week, and that if he does drop ad is on Friday, so long as he is enrolled on Friday, he can participate in the spring semester and spring football and, and the whole bit. If he's not enrolled by Friday, he cannot, according to this story. so that that's the fact. The rumors out there, and I want to be clear, these are rumors, is that suddenly he's not coming, something changes in, in his NIL deal, something changed with his 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 goals, what and I don't know any of that and that all of a sudden they're not going to have him. There's also, I've heard talk, that they're trying desperately to keep him and that they're doing all they can to kind of put the deal back together, but there's a real chance he won't be there. I think there's a chance you look up Friday and he's enrolled at Florida and he's going to be Florida's quarterback of the future. I also think there's a chance he's not. I don't think anybody really knows that answer now. The reason it is concerning is nobody wants a fade. Whether people, Whether Florida fans like this or not, In the court of public opinion, what they're dealing with, we kind of joked about it the other day, but there's some truth to it. Your three biggest rivals, Georgia just won its back-to-back national championship, and there doesn't appear to be any great end in sight. We'll talk more about that moving forward in a second. I told you that's one of our topics today. But there doesn't appear to be much of an end in sight for Georgia. They just won a national title. Florida State is going to start next season ranked in everybody's top 10. It looks like Mike Norvell has turned the corner there, and they continue to get more. They continue to be as active and successfully active in the portal as anybody in the country. So they found themselves, and Jordan, it looks
3: like they're doing well with the NIL as well.
1: And, and and they figured out NIL. And Tennessee looks like it's got the best. It's going to have the best starting position in a season next year that they've had in 20 years. So your three rivals seem to be doing very well. Alabama's not going anywhere. LSU looks like they might have found the right coach. Florida people feel, are we falling from this landscape, this 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 area of relevance that everybody else seems to be finding their way back toward? Are we falling further away from it? Now, that may not be the case. The coach has only been there one year. He had a brutally tough schedule this year, and he was an eyelash from a, some wins against good teams. He was an eyelash from Tennessee, an eyelash from FSU. But the truth is they were 6-7. and seven. And so the fear now is, for me, I have no idea how good Jaden Rashada is or not. I don't know if having him would help hurt. What I do know is in this court of public opinion, if you lose another quarterback, given everything that has happened, then and another negative thing happens to your football team, then it's going to be hard to change the narrative. Whether the narrative is accurate or not, it's going to be hard to swing that narrative back. This would be a gigantic blow in the court of public opinion, both your fans and opposing fans. We know way more about that than how much it will affect the football team. But in the court of public opinion, on the football team, it may have no effect. Graham Mertz is probably going to be your quarterback next year, and you're getting Lagway, who probably is going to be rated higher than Rashada. But that's not the conversation. The conversation is, is it one more miss by the University of Florida?
3: Yeah, I hope that it's a transcript issue, and not an NIL issue that, that's a deal-breaker. Uh, but certainly we'll find that out later this week. I think the hard part for Gator Nation is – You were told for so many years your facilities were behind. Once the facilities catch up, watch out, right? You're going to be just as good as Clemson has been, and you're going to catch up to Alabama. And the facilities are now there, and you're falling farther behind.
1: I think they were off to a great start in recruiting. They did have a top 10 class or top 11, whatever it is, which is, again, there's 130 schools. So if they become a top 10 program, I'll take that right now, okay? Because you have enough top 10 years, you ultimately become a top 10 program. So they did have a top ten year. This will change it. To, Hayes, I don't follow this. If he wasn't in the class and they re-ranked him, would they be fifteenth? Would they be? That'd be my guess. Okay, so 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 that, that that's where they would land. So so I don't wor- I don't worry about the recruiting part. I'll, I'll I'll stand by this. I told you guys this at the time. I think they were headed to a better recruiting year until the football team started to fade. I think when the football it started with that Vanderbilt loss. When the football team started to fade, a lot of the recruits that were going to go there, said, yeah, I got a good NIL deal here, too, and a good one here, too, and Miami and this and that, and I think that's what happened. And I think – I don't think they lost many guys to FSU. I don't think they lost many guys to Alabama because they weren't competing with Alabama. They lost them to Miami, and they lost them to other schools who aren't in the top ten either, and that's the concerning part. If it's down to you in Alabama and you lose a guy to Alabama, you can kind of live with that. They lost them to Miami, who was terrible this year. You know, so so for me – they lost one they lost a the kid to UCF you know and that kid was committed to UCF John Walker but so i think i'm not, i have not given up hope that billy napier can build this thing it i do wonder if he doesn't manage the NIL as well and i do have myself thinking it's going to take longer to get there
3: well in the transfer portal i think is the part that's the most concerning hayes because mike norvell was 3 and 6 and 5 and 7 in back to back seasons and he was able to mine the transfer portal and get huge gets for FSU. Billy Napier, you would think would be able to do the same thing and his team wasn't as far behind.
2: Yeah, and again, I think, you know, some of this is what where does Billy Napier view this in terms of present versus future? I uh, and 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 really how much how much comfort does he think that he has? How much security does he think he has? Is this a, does he have, does he feel like he has a rock solid four years and he wants to do it the right way and he's got a process he's committed to and he's not going to stray from that. And if they have a couple rough years to start it, he can live with that because he wants to get not only his bearings, but, but really focus on getting guys that he looks at have the verified traits and, you know or or the right character i mean again in his signing day press conference he goes on and on and on and on and on about the the families of these players and so which is great like that's awesome you know that that you've formed these you know tight relationships with this signing class um you know so I, but but is it are you going to be able to basically and i don't want to say he's ignored the portal he's brought in uh, two linebackers, two defensive linemen, and a quarterback. So he's brought in five, uh, and he inherited a really bad roster. But I- I'm surprised. It, it. I guess what else the 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 biggest benefit of the doubt I can give Billy Napier right now is it appears like he's not going to cut corners with his process, which is fine. But by year three, you better be winning.
1: But yeah, But be- let me. But let me. I hear you. But let let me throw in one addendum to that. The last thing Florida needs is another coaching change. They've had five coaches since two, five full time, not t- talking interims. They've had five full time coaches since 2010. Do you realize that? Florida's had five coaches since 2010. It's only 2022. I mean, that's five in 12 years. That's a lot of guys, you know? So, you know what I mean? Hey, so the last thing they need is this one, not the war. That's why I, I hope there is some rope here. Because the last thing you need is to change it again. Well, there's going to be
2: rope because if the AD fires the coach, the AD is the next one fired. So Scott Strickland is not going to have a quick hook on Billy Napier. He is absolutely tied to Billy Napier in terms of his future with the Gators. Now, Florida has an incoming president. Stands to reason that president is going to need at least a year, if not two, uh, before he's ready to make probably any kind of dramatic athletic director, football coach decision uh, would be my guess coming in. Uh, and so – or certainly at least I would think a year. I don't think – I've never heard of a university president showing up and within six months oh. fires the AD and fires a football coach. That just That's not going to be on his front burner in terms of issues that he's going to want to attack unless there's some crisis where he has no choice. But my guess is whoever this president is is, is going to – allow Scott Strickland and Billy Napier time to work because probably doesn't want to get overly involved in it uh, with all the things that you would have to worry about as university president. So uh, I think I think there is a window of time, but the results are going to need to come. And again, we talked about it. Florida did themselves no favors with the. the first three schedules Billy Napier is going to play the first three years. The schedules are as hard as any Florida football coach has ever had to endure.
1: We'll take a break when we come back. A little more college football thought about Georgia, then later on Jaguar talk. What's the scene going to be like on Saturday night? Will it be the same? We'll talk about it. Stay with us. Back to back, man. You do not see this in college football. But the Georgia Bulldogs bludgeon their way to back to back glory, glory. Georgia, as the fight song says.
5: It's a Nimnik Tuesday on the Frangie Show. Nimnik, your friends in the car business since 1941.
1: All right, uh, you heard Chris Fowler last night on the call. Georgia wins at 65-7. It could have been 85-7. They quit they quit. They, they called off the dogs in the 60s. Uh, One of the the worst, the worst blowout I can remember. I think it trumped Nebraska, Florida. I think it trumped uh, Miami, Nebraska. Nebraska. I think it trumped UNLV, Duke and basketball. It's the worst blowout that I can remember. Uh, It, it, it trumped 52, 20. It trumped all of them. I, I think it was worse than any of those. I mean, 52, 20 was 24, 20 in the third quarter. Right. You know, the, uh, Nebraska Florida was never in that game. They're up 10-7, but they never really in that game. I think they led after the first quarter. Yeah, but they but at least they scored 24 points. Right, they just got right. they just got physically whipped. Uh Miami Nebraska was bad, but they scored at least a couple times. Uh that that was just last night was the was the worst debacle of all of them. Um so as we move forward, first of all, how does the 12 teamer help? Well, it does help. Because if TCU is a fraud, maybe they just had a bad night. But if they're not, if it wasn't a bad night, if they're a fraud, they would have been eliminated before that. Yes, there was one win over over Michigan, but but that was it. I don't. I think the damage was TCU getting voted over, getting voted over Ohio State or what was it? it? Was it was Georgia one, Michigan two, TCU three, and Ohio US, State four. And Ohio State four. Okay. the the, the damage was. TCU being voted over Ohio State. They obviously weren't better than Ohio State. They, they were not a better football team than Ohio State, but people didn't want Michigan Ohio State to, the rematch right away. And and again, people they, they would have gotten there would have been this outrage if those deserving those deserving young guys from TCU who only lost one time got dropped below a team. The reality is both Michigan and TCU both lost one time. I'm sorry, both Ohio State and TCU both lost one time, and Ohio State lost to a better team. So they probably should have been ahead of them. And if they'd have been ahead of them, then Georgia would have blown their doors off in the semifinal, and then we would have had a, you would have presumably a better final. But either way, we had two good semifinals, so it is what it is. The twelve teamer will help a great deal. Um, I think by the time we have some great early round upsets in the NCAA tournament, but by the time we get to that final four, it's good teams, don't you think? The twelve would eliminate that. The pretenders would be gone sooner. Absolutely,
2: and uh, yeah, I, 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 you're gonna have to be battle tested to make the championship game and, and the twelve team playoff. And uh and so I'm not saying look, we'll we'll see another lopsided national title game when we get to the twelve team. But that will be the well they just had an off night. They we know they're a good team. We've seen it. It's not going to be sixty five to seven. I mean it might be like forty five to fourteen. You know, that could still happen in college football, but uh but yeah, I I think that it, it will help eliminate this. And I also think this is gonna hurt. Uh, you know, moving forward in terms of the perception of uh, the Big 12. I think the, the perception of – I I mean, I I think it is it is going to make a difference uh, in terms of how these teams are viewed. It's just – it's a league that doesn't have a lot of cachet, and now you've – beating Michigan is now going to be viewed as a complete fluke. And while TCU probably wouldn't lose by 58 – Every time they played Georgia, it's clear you could play that game 100 times, and TCU's not coming within 21.
3: Yeah, other teams, if you look at the final AP top 25 in college football, other teams that would have made it in Alabama, Tennessee, Penn State, Florida State, USC. Those teams all would have given Georgia a better game than TCU. did You would certainly night. think so. Yes, all of them.
1: So, so now as we move forward, we've got one more year with the four teamer, and then after next year, we'll have the we'll have the twelve teamer.
2: Next year's four teamer is going to be four absolute blue bloods. You would think there is not going to be. They're not any... going to let this happen again. No. Yeah. And so,
1: and again, outrage and no outrage. In the old days, yesterday TCU would not have been in it. Now maybe Michigan would have, and they'd have gotten rolled, but it would not have been. It would not have been TCU. So
3: we can probably predict th- at least three of the four teams in the national well, in the well, college football playoff right now.
2: Well, let's let's try. Well, Georgia will be in there. Georgia. They have the it's, easiest schedule of anybody G- George, in the country. Alabama Georgia.
1: has a fairly easy Georgia schedule. Georgia has a loaded roster and, and and not a tough schedule. Alabama's got a loaded roster.
3: Their toughest non-conference game is Texas. Alabama's. Okay.
1: The uh, so so but uh, but um, Georgia's toughest non-conference game is Georgia Tech. Okay. <laughs> uh, but but so so the te- so the teams you would get give me give me four or five teams next year.
3: Alabama, Georgia, Ohio State, and I'll even throw Florida State in there.
1: Okay, the first three you mentioned, all are playing brand new quarterbacks. Now they may be good quarterbacks. You, they're certainly going to be quarterbacks with great hype. They're probably all five stars. I couldn't even tell you who Alabama's quarterback is. If it's the guy that came in this year, he's just okay. I,
3: I doubt it'll be yeah. Jalen Milroe.
1: Yeah, okay, see, he was he was just all right, but but um, he's he was the backup this year. Mm-hmm. So so it's three teams with brand new quarterbacks. FSU has a returning quarterback, and a very good one, so FSU is going to be in that mix. Tennessee, I love what I love what Josh Heupel did there. I don't think Joe Milton's a good player, so I think they will drop off a little bit.
3: And then they have the freshman who garnered all that NIL right. money. So we heard Nico yeah. Amaliva. But
1: it's hard to have a freshman in this day and age. I think I, I think there's not many true freshman quarterbacks that lead teams to championships like ever. You know, so I don't I don't see that. So. Somebody with a new quarterback is JJ McCarthy back? Yes. Okay. So don't sleep on Michigan. But they may lose their coach. They, they might, but I get the hunch now they're not going to. They, they, there's a lot of NFL jobs open. Why do I get the hunch now he's not leaving? I th- I, I, I think he is. Okay, but, but we'll see. Because that'll change everything if they lose if they lose him. So.
3: And I didn't think JJ McCarthy was very good. So.
1: So so who who else who else can get in that party? Well, to me, it's Georgia, Alabama. USC, and, and Ohio State. And USC, by the way, is the other team who does have their quarterback back. USC might be the team to beat. You Georgia deserves to enter the season ranked first, and shame on the pollsters if they don't. But they are playing, and, and we all think Carson Beck's going to be very good, but they are playing a new quarterback. Alabama's playing a new, new quarterback who presumably hasn't played hardly at all. Uh, Tennessee's playing Milton, who I think is just okay. Um, I couldn't tell you... And you're right, and Caleb Williams, that might be the team to beat. USC, because they were pretty good, their problem is they weren't physical up front. And Utah was very physical, and that very physical Utah team beat them twice. So that's that's the problem is are they not physical enough up front. But I don't know. We Even though everyone loves to do their way too early top 25, I don't think we know who's going to be good. I, I think, number one, who's going to be the best is the team that minds that quarterback portal the best. There's a lot of new quarterbacks playing, okay? Notre Dame with every with the toughness with which they play, and Sam Hartman. Keep an eye on Notre Dame. See Drake May is staying, and I think he might be the best I, next to Caleb Williams. He's the best quarterback in the country, but I'm not sure there's enough around him. Right?
3: I think he sucks.
1: You, <laughs> I know you do, <laughs> uh, but there's not enough around him. Speaking of uh, your pain, mm-hmm. Cade Klubnick is back. Mm-hmm. My favorite player in college football, yeah. <laughs> but but other than being my favorite player, and I missed the stickers. Um, I'm not sure he's going to be great. We'll see. I, I, I Watching him in the bowl game. It was disappointing. It, it was. Yeah. You know, it was his first game playing, but he, wasn't, he was far from great in the bowl game.
3: I will say, as far as Georgia goes, and it obviously it pains me to say it, but I don't consider Carson Beck that new, even though, yes, it'll be his first year starting He's been around that program for so long in that system very for so point. long, and he's had some time. Like he just doesn't feel to me like a, a brand new quarterback. It's a really good point.
1: He's not. He's not just bra- He's. He's been. He's been around it a lot, hasn't he? Yeah, it's a very good. point. you're right about that. He's. Is if you got to have a new starter, it's almost like old school FSU mm-hmm. when they When Charlie Ward and Peter Tom Willis and, they, and Chip Ferguson, they'd all sit for two years, and by the time they got in there. It's like they had, they had been playing the whole time. Because, that's a great point, Lauren. He, he's that guy, isn't he? he, he so, you, so you're right about that. So, and, that's by the way, that's how you want to do it. You want to have the next guy ready so you don't – there's no it's, – it's, it's hard to lose your quarterback and have no debate about the next one. That's what the great teams did back in the 90s, so we'll see. One final thought, we'll get off college football. But I want to get, I want to get back to the Jags. People are concerned that it's the same four or five teams. Let me give you a news bulletin, and I tried to explain this to someone last night on Twitter. In the history of college football, in the history of college football, it's always been four or five teams. It has never changed. Who the teams are has changed. In the 70s, I promise you, when I was growing up, it was Nebraska and Oklahoma and Notre Dame and Penn State and Alabama, and those were the five teams. And then in the 80s, it was Auburn and Georgia and Penn State. And then later in the 80s, it was Miami and FSU and those teams. And then in the 90s, it was Miami and FSU and Florida and in Alabama, yeah, in in Nebraska, it's always been don't. It? So anybody, anytime someone tells you, oh man, it's the same four or five teams, it's always been the same four or five teams. Do you agree with that? Yes, always. Now, who those teams are could change a little bit, but that it's twenty five years from now when we're watching college football, it's going to be the same four or five teams. It may be different teams by then. It might be Notre Dame, Texas, um, Oklahoma, and FSU, which is a different four than we have now. But it's always going to be four. That's never going to change. the
4: concept. Isn't the concern too of the blowouts? Because last night was the fifth straight blowout in a national championship game, and six of the last nine have been blowouts. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah, I, I, it I, is.
1: I, I didn't realize that, but I um, and because I'm
4: trying to think. So did Georgia route
1: Alabama? They did. I think that was pretty close, wasn't it? No, it
4: was. A, I looked it up this morning. It was. It was not a close game.
1: Yeah, so, so I, it, it felt so it's it, the it close. So the only that was actually close for a while, but it pulled away at the end.
3: It was thirty three eighteen. Yeah,
1: but it I mean, was that's very, not really close. But it felt closer than that. Watching that game, I think Georgia. In the, if you go, Georgia quarter-
3: scored twenty points in the fourth quarter. Yeah, it was including cl- that interception.
1: Yeah, to it was very. It was very close going. That was a pretty close game. It, it maybe the final score wasn't. So
2: the only good game we've gotten recently is the Alabama over Georgia in overtime title. Correct.
4: Game? Yes. I looked this stat this morning. Nine years into the college football playoff, the average margin of victory in all of the playoff games is 19.4 points. Wow, how about that? Like every, there's been a
2: ton of semifinal blowouts. Uh, right, but there's been five straight and, and title th- blowouts. This was actually yeah. the year where the yeah. uh, semifinal game. Yeah, but but were, I'll tell you, you
1: again, last year was not a blowout. I don't remember. Yeah, I wouldn't consider score. last year. They a got that, in, that interception um, at the end to make it look better, that, game now, was, that was a I think LSU game.
2: killed Clemson. That
1: was a blowout. That yeah. was a blowout,
2: yeah. and did Cle- and Clemson kind of roughed up Alabama. Trevor's true freshman year. Wasn't that game probably like two touchdowns,
1: something like that. Yeah, um, yeah something like that. So, but but anyway, as, as we wrap college football.
3: Thirty the twenty sixteen season. So this was not the Trevor season. This was Deshaun Watson. That was thirty five, thirty one. That, was a, game, that, that was, was a great well, game because that was And there's
1: been great games. Yeah. There was, there was certainly the the FSU Auburn game was a, game yeah, a great game. Game. Yeah, was a game, for the, a game for the that was a long time
4: ago. It feels like yeah yeah long time ago yeah
1: yeah. But I mean, but no, you're, I'm not disappointing. I'm not disagreeing with your point. But I don't. How do you fix that? Yeah, I don't. I don't know. But it's just the case yeah, of where been, we are. It's been the case this year, not last year. In three years before that, can you imagine how bad the ratings of last night's game
4: are? Gonna yeah, be? now last night was, was the worst
1: ever. Oh yeah, yeah worst
3: ever. Yeah, Trevor's night. year, Clemson beat Alabama forty-four yeah, sixteen. Yeah. yeah, I don't
4: think yeah. it's going to change much because Georgia's not dropping off. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's the
1: thing. Yeah, but when Georgia does drop off, the next team will be there. I it's will. All, it's know this about college football. It's always cyclical. Always. It's all Georgia was. Georgia was lousy for twenty-five years. I mean, that's a long. Georgia, I mean, Florida beat Georgia. Eighteen out of twenty-one times—that's two decades—they beat them eighteen out of twenty-one times, and then because because Florida was in an up cycle, Georgia was in a down one. Chris I
3: will say, I just I'd much rather this year have had two really good semifinal games on Saturday, yeah. New Year's Eve, yeah. and cared less about a Monday nighter.
1: We'll take a break. Back to the Jags after this. Stay with us.
0: You know, last week was a was a playoff game for us, and we understand that. And you know, the the physicality and the speed of that game—it's uh, just going to carry over to this game, but. You know, uh, having gone through it now with this with the, with this team, I think it prepares you for for what's coming for what's coming next.
5: It's a Nimnik Tuesday on the Frangie Show. Nimnik, your friends in the car business since nineteen forty one.
1: I need a scene set, Carlion. Same? Just as crazy? Similarly crazy. Oh, I think it's gonna be everything. Crazy. Crazy.
2: Crazier? Crazier. Because I still think there is an element of the city that is willing to embrace the Jaguars when they're good and still needed a little bit more of a push, watched the game Saturday night, and said, That's it. I'm going. I'm going to the Chargers game. And, they weren't uh, going
3: through the first three quarters of the game, correct, and
2: uh the first three quarters of the game, they're like, "See, I same told you
3: correct, same old jack, yeah, and nope. then
2: it became uh we've got to be there for for the next one so i I still don't think the uh the ceiling has been reached uh in terms of fan enthusiasm and 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 fan participation uh and so. Uh, yeah, I I absolutely think it'll be uh, the same raucous environment. I, I don't know how it could be elevated. I'm not going to put that pressure out there because that was about as fantastic as I think it be. But can you think be, the same scene. But I think the same scene.
1: Yeah, I, uh, I do too. I do too. I think it's almost the perfect scenario in that you got the dream. The, the perfect dream was you got flexed to a Saturday night to play the Titans, and how perfect is that? It's Saturday night. It's nice weather, a little cool, but you had all day to tailgate. And, look, you're never going to get this very often. You're never going to get a Saturday night very often when it's perfect and you tailgate all day and, and it ends and you win in dramatic fashion and you're all excited. Well, that was fun. We'll never, we'll never get to do that again. And you blink and you get it again. And so I think that – now, if it's four or five times in a row, maybe it would fade. But uh, right now, I, I, I think the setting is going to be the same. I do think it's going to be cold. It was not cold last week. It got cool at night, but it wasn't cold cold. It's supposed to be cold now. This is it's supposed and I hope that doesn't affect people. But we are in Florida. So, does that does anyone stay home because it's cold? I don't think so, but it's worth the it's worth the conversation. It is.
2: It it it's worth it. Uh but I I don't think so because I don't think it's going to be weather in which if you're wearing a jacket, I think you're going to be comfortable. I don't think you're going to need mittens and a scarf and, you know, I mean I I think you know, if you've had a couple of drinks and, and you've got a jacket on, I I think you're going to be all right.
1: I, I, can tell I
3: recommend you, jacket, beanie, and gloves. I, I me can personally, because I'm a, a
1: girl. I can tell you, as a fan of the team, if I was a fan of the team that didn't work in the industry and was going to the game, I hate cold weather. Nobody hates cold weather more than I do. It absolutely wouldn't deter me.
3: No, you just put your long johns on and you yeah, go.
1: Yeah, I mean, if I was if I was in Buffalo, as much as I hate cold weather, if I was a... If I was a fan from Florida, let's say they played, let's say they were playing in the AFC Championship game against Buffalo, okay, and it was a six o'clock start, which is nighttime, which is what one of the two championship games will be, six thirty maybe it is. I think it's I think it's six thirty. It's a six thirty start, so it's totally dark. And I was a Jaguars fan, and they were playing in Buffalo, and I had a couple tickets and had the means to go. You know what I mean? Had had a couple tickets, It was easy to get up there. Had pl- and I, but I heard it was going to be twelve degrees. That would not stop me. Would it would stop you? No, of course not. Would it stop you? Uh, it, That might stop me. It would not stop me. Yeah. It, uh, would, it, it would, now, I'd, I'd prefer – I'd know I was going to be cold. I don't think I'd want to be walking the streets. I don't think I would tailgate. But as far as going to the game, I would go to the
3: game. But tailgating's is what helps you get warmer. Yeah,
1: I went to a
2: Ravens-Panthers game about a month ago that was cold. Yeah. and
1: But you're not a diehard of either team.
2: No, I, I'm not. But it, it would. It, now you're talking about it being 20 degrees colder yeah, than yeah. than that yeah, day. Yeah. and it's a moot point because it's yeah. not going to be that. Cold. We're not going to have but, that, but, right? But 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 but
1: my, but my point is, I don't think cold weather would dissuade many people from attending the game.
2: You're talking about extreme weather that they get in, like Buffalo and stuff like that. Yeah, that's a different
1: conversation. Like a blizzard
3: might
2: dissuade me. I wouldn't go. Like (laughs) when I see people, when I'm watching it from the comfort of my house and I see those conditions, I'm shocked people actually go to
1: those games. But but 45 to to 50 degree weather, I would absolutely. And we're talking about 38.
3: You it's going to be about, I would say, 10 degrees colder at kickoff this Saturday night than right, it was right. last yeah, Saturday So I,
1: I don't think that's going to affect it either. So no. the weather's not going to have an effect. There's no rain. It's going to be clear. It's gonna, I mean, it's nighttime, but I mean, it's gonna, there's no rain. Um, it's a gigantic game. It is your last time to see this, this team. They're not going to have another one. Okay? They're not, they're, they're, In all it's likely, a slim but, possibility. Yeah, they're not going to have another one. Okay, they're, they're they're not the fourth team. The fourth seed is not going to host the AFC. Here season. come the Dolphins. Right. Okay, I'm telling you. So <laughs> that this, would be glorious. So that's not so this is it. This is they're not going to have another one. This is this is the last home season. And I
3: think some people that didn't go to the Titans game did buy playoff tickets in hopes that the Jaguars would make the playoffs. So I think there are people that didn't go Saturday night yeah. but already had playoff tickets in case the Jaguars beat the Titans.
1: And as I said to John Ogier yesterday too, I think the crowd can more affect this game than last week's game. I thought last week the, the Titans did a a marvelous job of taking that crowd out as much as they could, and the crowd was still crazy. But they did a great job of quieting the crowd running plays, Five-yard gain, second and five, three-yard gain, third and two, five-yard gain, first down, six-yard gain, second and four, slow, staying in the huddle, 12-minute drives, 14-minute drives. Methodical drives. It's hard to – when the other team has the ball, it's hard to get going. Yeah. Now, what the, Jaguars, what the Jaguars did to keep the crowd in it is stay in the game. Okay. If the if the Titans had played that slow kind of game and had gotten out to a twenty four nine lead, then the crowd then it'd be hard for any crowd to stay in that game. I don't care if you have the best crowd in, in the world; it's hard to stay in it. The Jaguars did a good job of keeping the crowd in it by continuing to to, to be in the game, and then and then you could you could it was nerve wracking. You thought it may be too little, too late. But there are times you could feel it, you could feel it changing, just the momentum changing just a little bit. Not a lot, because the Titans were still. Remember that was what was that? Was it about a third and four, third and six? What was it on the play, on the Josh Allen play? It was third and short. Yeah, something like that. It was that. third and six, third and five. Third and yeah. five. Third, it was third and are you five. You talking about
3: Raeshon knocking it out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Third and five.
1: It was third and five on the play. Okay, so, so probably should have run it there. Yeah, they- yeah,
3: Henry had carried for three yards. And then carried for one yard in the two plays prior to the third So, third and, and six
1: then. Okay. So, if it's th- it three and one, it's third and six. Okay. So, but whatever. It's five or six, whatever. Yeah. Bottom line is, if they make the five yards, probably the ball game. I, I, I said on the call, and we heard it on the, on the biggest play of the game. It, we, we, we called it the biggest play of the game before the play. Because, you know, you, it was, if they make it, the game's over. That was it. That, so, not only was it a gigantic play to win the game – but it was a gigantic play to keep from losing the game. That's how big the play was. So, so yeah, I think the crowd's going to be crazy. I think it's going to be loud. I think it's going to be nuts, and I love that. Do you think it it adds to it
2: that professional sports is is always about the stars? Does it help that Justin Herbert's a star and he's coming in here? The Titans didn't really. Oh, they have Derrick Henry. Yeah. Uh, but but you know, in terms of Justin Herbert, is is I entering you. that echelon of Boy, he's somebody I'd like to see play live.
1: I I think that that may help you draw if you weren't a good drawing team. I don't think it affects the crowd noise. I, I think the crowd noise is about well, not the no,
2: just people saying yeah. I'm going to this game. Oh,
1: oh, I think so. I, I again, this game people would go because it's, it just all it, just, it all just happened. Remember, the, the attendance wasn't particularly good with Jaguar fans until the end of the season because Jaguar fans were kind of frustrated with with the same old product, and so so it got good at the Dallas game. They did well, even though there are a lot of Dallas fans. That's the first one the Jaguar fans said, okay, Dallas fans, I know you bought a lot of the tickets, but I'm buying the rest of them.
3: I think crowd noise in this game does matter more, too, because you're trying to get after the quarterback. That is the primary way that you beat the Chargers the first time around, and that's the way if the Jaguars are going to win, they're going to win this Saturday night, and that is they're eighth in the league in pressuring quarterbacks. The Titans didn't really have too much to worry about if the Jaguars until the very end as far as the Jaguars getting after Josh Dobbs. If they can get after Justin Herbert early, that's huge, and that's where the crowd, I think, is, is big.
1: One segment to go before Lauren takes an hour off and gets set for helmets and heels. We'll talk uh, a little bit more about uh, the Jags this week's game. Who's got the better team and more? Stay with us.
0: It's about four months ago, uh, three months ago. So, you know, they're different. We're different. Um, It's postseason football. You know, everything matters. And uh, we just got to prepare and and get ready for for a good game uh, Saturday night.
5: It's a Nimnik Tuesday on the Frangie Show. Nimnik, your friends in the car business since 1941.
1: All right, you know what, I think this crowd talk we got going, you know what I it decided? It's time to rev them up again. All right. You ready to rev them up again? Let's do it. Let me tell you what we're going to do on Friday. We do want to thank our friends from Strings for having us out.
3: It was such a fun time. Oh, goodness. we had a great
1: time at Strings. They did a wonderful job. Thank you to them. We're going to go to Dick's Wings over there, kind of in our neck of the woods, Brooks.
3: Mm-hmm. Really, your neck of the woods.
1: Be- beach in San Pablo. You want to write this down, folks. If you're driving, don't write it. Just make a mental note. Those of you who aren't driving, write this down. Beach in San Pablo, we're about to have a party. 3 o'clock to 6 o'clock, Frangie Show Friday. What you're wondering is we're giving away more tickets. That's what you're wondering. That is. Giving away tickets to this game, and it's a hard-ass ticket. We're giving away more tickets. We're also giving away some signed stuff from the Jaguars. Wow. We're also going to have a party. We don't have the T-shirts this week. We have tickets. We have signed stuff. We're going to have a big party. We're going to yell Duval. It's, beach, it's, the, it's the Dick's Wings at Beach in San Pablo this Friday.
3: It's right near 1122.
1: Right near the church 1122. Yeah, it's same really, parking lot. So I'm telling you, let's go this Friday. I'll be reminding you. We'll remind you on social. Uh, the next Jaguar Frangie Show pep rally. We had a blast last week. Last week was really a blast. We even
3: signed stuff.
1: We, we even signed stuff. So come right out and see us. We'd love to have you. We want you ready. I, I, I think you're ready anyway. But I, I feel the need to help the cause, okay? Like and our friends from the Jaguars are partnering with us as they did a week ago, so thank you to them, but we are excited about it. So Dick Swings, Beach in San Pablo, this Friday, Frangie Show, come on out and hang out with us. We're going to have a big, 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 large, very sizable time, and we're looking forward to doing that on Friday. Looking forward to Friday. Friday's going to be a blast now, okay? We, we now have a big one coming up on Friday, so we're looking forward to that, and we'll get you ready for Saturday.
3: It's like a college town feel. The night before a big <clears throat> college
1: game. this That felt like a college crowd. Mm-hmm. And people say, why are college crowds better than NFL crowds? We're well, not better, but they draw from, no matter what college it is, they draw from so many different locales. The reason the, the Ohio State night game is so much, or Ohio State home game is different than a Bengals home game, even when the Bengals are good, Bengals may sell out and have a great crowd, but Ohio State's drawn from every pocket of the state. It, 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 it just has more, there's more, Ohio, there's Ohio State fans in every city, there's Bengal fans in Cincinnati. And so, and so, but, but right here, these Jaguar fans, man, they showed up and they showed out and they're going to do it again this week. So I'm really excited about it. So Dick swings on Friday, we're jacked about it. We're looking forward to it. We want you to come out. You're going to, we've got, uh, we're getting, we're giving away a pair of tickets. That's what we're going to, that's we're going to, that's what we're going to do. We're going to give away a pair of tickets on, uh, on Friday. And I can't wait to, uh. Uh, to have the have, we're gonna have a big time and ooh, it's gonna be a lot. Can of fun. Hayes
3: draw the winner this time so I don't get blamed? You know the no fun, <laughs> no, <laughs> no 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 we can't break
1: we just, that please, tradition. Yeah, no, 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 no. you did a fine
4: job. You, you
2: came you, up you, with you, a thank winner. You, thank yeah. you.
3: Well, although it was hilarious as people tried to say he wasn't there, and he yeah. was absolutely there listening to yeah. us on the app. Right. So even though he wasn't able to hear us in person, he heard us yeah. on the app just like right outside.
1: Yeah, yeah we said you have to be there to win, and I mean the <laughs> minute the minute we said it. All, we looked at everyone saying, he's gone, he's yeah. gone, he's gone, he's out, here, he's gone, he's not here, he's, not here, he's out, he's out." So uh, no, good thing you,
3: I didn't pull another winner. No,
1: you're absolutely in charge of picking this. this oh is, th- there's no question about it because they're not gonna. You know, th- here's what I figured out: you you not picking it could be they could decide they don't like you when you don't pick their name, but they already don't like me in Hayes. Okay, right. so listen, we we had the head start. Okay, <laughs> at least at least you're starting ahead. The you at least you're starting ahead of the game. So. So there certainly is. That. So we're certainly looking forward to that. So it's going to be a lot of fun. We we again Dick's Wings on um uh, on Beach in San Pablo, right there in that strip center. And uh, come out and see us and make your plans. What a what a way to spend a Friday close to the beach. Yeah, are you kidding me? Close that's to right. close to the beach where Lauren Brooks rules. I mean he, I mean that is a <laughs> I don't know about that. That's going to be all kind of fun stuff. Um defensive players uh, that are that are of significance in that game. Obviously, you got to get to the passer. I think that's the most important thing, right? They're not going to beat you with the running game. They're not going to kill you with Eckler. They're going to kill you with the passing game.
2: Well, they could kill you with Eckler, yeah, I think.
1: Yeah, they could, yeah. but he's – yeah, they could.
3: More like passes passes t- out of the back. Field. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, I, yeah. I mean, he hasn't run for a, a ton of yards this year. He's run for 915, which isn't, you know, like – Nothing, but I agree. Um, but certainly it's his it's his ability as a receiver um, that that makes him the the weapon that he is. 107 yeah.
3: catches this season for Eckler.
2: Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, he's and he's in terms of total offense over 1,600 yards, 18 touchdowns. A just unbelievable year. Um, so, I mean, in terms of key defenders, I mean, obviously the you know how far Devin Lloyd has come. That question is going to loom large because he's going to be challenged every snap. Um, between what they can do with Eckler, Everett, um, you know what they can do with with Keenan Allen and, and Mike Williams is a challenge as well on the the sh- you know short intermediate stuff. Um, I mean, it, it's I I will say this: I don't think Devon Hamilton and Corey Peters have played wonderfully. I don't think they'll be needed much on Saturday night. To me, this is a totally linebackers, totally. edge rushers, corner safeties game.
1: 128 percent the uh that doesn't mean you you tackles can't play you got to push the pocket a little bit but it's a push the pocket not stop the big the big physical running back that's what it
3: is devon hamilton was he in the jaguars victory over the titans i thought as far as a big man goes he was hustling and was as fast as going as fast as he possibly could he was running all over the field and made tackles that he doesn't even normally get to make
1: and with keenan allen who didn't play last time. And Mike Williams, who I think is going to play this week, are they are they, are they confirming probably, him? They haven't confirmed him, have they? Play. I mean, it, it's they're
2: describing him as day to day. Yeah, so but they believe he will play. They believe Joey Bosa will play.
1: And 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 Mike Williams is a big, physical, high point, go get the ball guy. So so the, the back to the question: Do you travel somebody? Although Darius Williams has played pretty well, he Darius Williams has been a way better outside corner than he was a nickel here. So but but I think you'll see a lot of nickel. You're not going to see a lot of You saw some of that three linebacker last week. You saw some of that big nickel last week. You saw some of that or the safety nickel. You're not seeing that this week. No. You, this is a you're playing a passing team and you've got to beat the passing team.
3: It's a big game for Tyson Campbell too, I
1: think. No question. It's a, yeah, because he because he's going to carry he's going to cover one of those two guys. Yeah.
3: The uh And I, he's made such big plays the last couple of weeks as well.
1: So we were we just saw a 20 to 16 game. This has got thirty four twenty eight written on it, doesn't it? Absolutely. That's what this game is. This is an up and down the field. Um, I mean, again, weather should not be a factor. Wind, rain, no one's expecting any of that. This, so if is it a, rains
3: at all, it'll rain on Friday.
1: This will be a fa- correct. This will be a fantastic TV ratings game, too.
2: I think so because again, it's you know, it's it's two young quarterbacks that I think fans embrace around the nation. That these are going to be two quarterbacks you are going to be watching in big games you know for the next 10 15 years and uh so i i think i think that makes for an exciting matchup and it's uh it's it's a good kind of opening act leading into next weekend where uh you know we'll have you know Mahomes and probably Burrow and Josh Allen all competing uh as well so yeah i mean it's 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 a really fun game it should be high scoring both quarterbacks i think are are going to have uh strong games and it's you know it's it's the typical it could just come down to who gets the ball you know last and with the chance to go win the game and wins it i i would be surprised if either defense puts up a ton of resistance i i just think i think i think the game sets up well for the jaguar offense too because trevor has not played particularly well he didn't play well in houston certainly didn't play well saturday night against tennessee he's not going to have three bad games in a row particularly, I think, going against a team that he's already seen this season, had success against. Um, And I just don't think you're going to see very many stretches anymore in Trevor Lawrence's career where he's averaged to subpar for three straight outings. I think the game sets up really well for the Jaguar offense. Uh, And because of Justin Herbert and the weapons they have, and again, a Jaguars defense that, you know, still struggles to defend the pass and, and, you know, get after the quarterback consistently, I think it, you know, should be a a quality night for the Chargers' offense.
3: Does Gerald Everett scare you? He or scares me.
2: I think he's an underrated I think he's, player. Yeah, I, I too. think so too. I
1: do too. I do too. But he's got they they got a lot of weapons. There's no question they've got a lot of weapons. And they and he's and he you know what and he's going to distribute the ball. Look, you said it best yesterday, or you said it yesterday. that Got me thinking about it. It's his first playoff game too. He, he hasn't played a whole lot of this. He hasn't done a lot of this. He's this is a win. Win and in, win and stay in, or lose an out. Game for him too. He had, this is an elimination game, and was on the road, hostile crowd, loud crowd, seventy thousand plus. I mean, he's about to take that on too now. Okay, so this is not much easier for 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 Justin Herbert. I, I can't, and
2: I don't know how many. times. I can't times, wait, man.
1: I can't wait. I get me, get yeah. me, just get
2: me to Saturday night. Absolutely, and I don't know how many times Justin Herbert would have seen that at Oregon. Oregon has the best environment in that conference by a mile. So, um, you know, I going on the road, you know, I, how did he, I don't even know if he ever played at Utah. Maybe he did. I know you, that's supposed to be a a pretty good environment, but it's a 55,000 seat stadium. Uh, USC doesn't have much of a, home no, crowd no. they have do they? a
1: gigantic stadium but it's not cozy yeah yeah no it, so, it, it's I not mean, a hard USC is not a hard place to play yeah if USC is a hard place to place because the team's good right now bad.
2: obviously Justin Herbert's in the same division with the Chiefs so he goes to Arrowhead right. every year so I'm but my point is not that he's never experienced right. something like this but I don't know that he's experienced it a ton and so I, I do think the crowd could affect Justin Herbert and all the pressure is on the Chargers uh, I do not think it's out of the realm of possibility that if they lose this game, Brandon Staley gets fired and they go hard after Sean Payton. Uh, so I think you, you've you got to think that there's some pressure in the building over, over that. I think there's pressure on Justin Herbert because, you know, he sees Mahomes and Allen and Burrow taking these steps. And, you know, if you're the Chargers, it's like, okay, if you lose this game, has another team in the AFC now jumps you, uh, his Trevor Lawrence and the Jaguars now jumped you and made it a, a difficult path, even harder moving forward, because it was already going to be difficult with Mahomes in your division, Josh Allen and, and Joe Burrow in the AFC. Now you're you're losing to Jacksonville and Trevor Lawrence. Uh, I I think all the pressure is on the Los Angeles Chargers.
3: I just saw the national celebrity walk by. By the way, oh my! Goodness. He has well, made it to ten ten. So the good news is the NIL deals have been worked out.
1: Well. I've heard there's there's two big things that have to happen in Jacksonville, and this is the question: Can the Jaguars find a way at the end of the season to get a deal done with Evan Ingram, or do they have to franchise him?
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Or and can Ten Ten get a deal done with the Whisperer, or do we have to franchise him? I mean, the, <laughs> that's the question you have to ask now that he's a big star. I what,
3: advise franchise tagging him.
1: What's coming up on helmets and heels? You guys bringing the heat? It's
3: Victory Tuesday, baby. Oh
1: man, you kidding me?
3: It's been so much fun. I've obviously done this show since <laughs> August of 2014. Is that 11, right? August of 2014? August of 2014 is when we started it. Other than 2017, it hasn't been a whole lot of fun. Haven't been a lot of Victory Tuesdays, and so we are soaking it up and enjoying Love every that. second
1: of it. All right. That was, that was Enjoy your hour off when we Thank come you. back. Denny Thompson, the A Quarterback Whisperer slash national television superhero star, joins us after this. Stay with us. Now,
6: the Quarterback Whisperer,
1: Denny Thompson. Okay! Bring it in. Brought to you by Tyson Sound and Security. Security and automation experts. One, two, three. three All right, you know by now he's a national television star. <laughs> the only thing I'm disappointed about, and if I ever meet Herb Street, I'll tell him this is he didn't say the whisperer, for God's sake. Um, I've I'm, done a good
6: job of keeping that away from I, him.
1: <laughs> so how many texts did you get last night when, uh, when Herb Street called you and mentioned you on national television? Yeah,
6: it was really cool. A, a ton. A ton of texts. The really cool thing was because, you know, I grew up in Louisiana and Arkansas. And so I got a ton of DMs from people I haven't talked to in 20 years that were just watching the game. Yeah, And so that was that was really cool. Like, I had no idea it was coming. But, you know, I've told you guys I trained Kirk's son, right. Chase. And uh, we've developed a really good relationship. And, and Will and I are very close to that family. And so yeah. – it wasn't surprising, but it was very nice. I texted him right away and was like, "Yo, thanks man. They did, like they that's did. that's solid, yeah."
1: My wife goes, "Why don't you text Danny?" I said, "You yeah, know I'm going to text he's getting right now. He don't want to <laughs> hear from me. He's 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 loaded up. He probably can't get to all of them."
6: Yeah, right no, now. it was fun. It, it was it was surreal. Yeah. Like yeah, I mean, this, cool. you know, start this thing with a couple dudes and next thing you know, like you're your own national championship game. It's cool.
1: I I tell you what you could tell from here from from that that he respects what you guys do. Yeah, he made a point to bring it out and said, "Listen, he's, he's House Carson. Fowler House Carson. Back going the beast. So listen, he's ready. Waited his turn, and he works with with Will and Denny. Some guys I know down in Jacksonville and and uh, who train quarterbacks. And I mean, that was pretty cool.
6: Yeah, and you know, one thing about Kirk that I have, and I'm sure you're the same way. I just we we don't use each other for that. Is right. he does so much research on these games. I have talked to him numerous times. Just random questions about quarterbacks that he's going to call on Thursday or Saturday or whenever it is he's working. It seems every day, so he he likes to know. A lot of, I feel like a lot of of color guys are kind of buried in the the era they played in. He is completely up to date. I believe that, and he he's makes sure of it.
1: Yeah, and I've I've heard from multiple people that he's a really good guy. Awesome, and I can tell you, we the, um, and it's funny when you meet the. The real celebrities, not us local yokels, but the real celebrities, how much you appreciate who they are. Nobody's been beat up more online than Joe Buck. Yeah. I mean, he takes a beating. I spent a little time with Joe before the game. He's a really nice guy. Yeah, I love this. Joe Buck is a really good dude. Good podcast. Yeah, yeah. What's that? He's got a
6: good podcast. Does he? Yeah, yeah, he's got a good podcast. But, yeah, no, exactly. I'm telling you,
1: he's a really really good
6: dude. I went from Georgia to to Cincinnati with uh, Kirk and Pat McAfee. And so what you're saying is like, well, this is like a different level of dudes here. Like right. it's, but they're great dudes, and I'm very appreciative of that. Last night was cool.
1: All right, Let's talk about the game a little bit. Um, oh, jeez. Boy, Stetson Bennett's a good player. Listen, you, you know, I mean, I mean, it's not. You know, when you think little guys, you think okay, little guy, little arm, not true. You think short little walk on guy, not fast, not true. He's athletic as hell. He's, I mean, he's, I mean, he's fat, like fast, fast. Yeah. Like he runs really fast. Yep. He's got a good arm. It may not be a great arm, but it's a good arm. Um, he know, He's a good if, – if he was six four two ten, 210, he wouldn't have to run any faster, or 215, he wouldn't have to run any faster, he wouldn't have to have a better arm, and we'd be, we'd be just salivating about the
6: guy. Yeah, I think I said this last week. I really think he's a victim of a story. Like, yeah. we still see him as the yeah. Juco guy yeah. that nobody wanted, and they played that up again last night. Right. The guy's really damn good. I mean, I'm sitting there watching him last night, and he is controlling the defense with his eyes. He, he's he's doing a lot of very high level things. Um, and, and I I heard Hayes say this earlier. Like I I agree. I think we're gonna get to March, and we're gonna get to these pro days. And there's gonna be a contingent of NFL guys at Georgia, like there always is. And we're gonna hear stats and ran four six one four six five something like that. We're gonna hear all of his measurables were great with the exception of height. Yeah. Right? And you're going to start to hear him seep into I think 4th and 5th round um talk. He's he is a great football player. And I've heard I've seen the debate of see the best quarterback in the history of Georgia. Yeah. And and I mean, I don't know. I don't know how he was the
1: most successful. That's right. I mean, he there's never there's never been another Georgia quarterback in history with two titles.
6: Yeah. I mean, he's you got you got Stafford with an NFL, but that's yeah. different. Yeah. Like we wouldn't go through Florida and leave Warful and Tebow out because of their NFL history.
1: I can, I, I told you this story and Hayes told told Hayes as well. So when we were at the SEC media days, Matt Hayes and I were there, and I asked Kirby. Kirby sits with us, and I asked him. I said, "I said, you know, it's kind of cool that he's from Blackshear, South Georgia, because he's like those other South Georgia quarterbacks, Buck Blue and Lastinger, just a, just the latest one." And he said, "Frankie," said, "I'm gonna stop you." He said, "He is he it. This guy can spin it now." Yeah. He said, "He said this isn't just a uh, you know. I mean, he can spin it, and he's and, and his point was those guys didn't have big arms." they were just they were tough and they were good runners and they were great great managers and they were winners this guys that what gets missed most about Stetson Bennett is how strong his arm is that that's the thing i think mm-hmm. people miss no i agree and and
6: you look at him last year he they needed him to be a game manager because their defense was it right this year they needed him to be more and he was more and we give you know we we talk about bowers and we talk about washington we talk, washington we talk about all their matchup problems but you know he's throwing touchdown passes to Lab McConkie. He's yeah. like, he's putting the ball on the money in time, and I don't know what his NFL future is, but I know that I've seen enough that we need to get past this JUCO walk-on yeah. type deal.
2: And no drop-off coming for the Bulldogs at that position as Stetson moves on.
6: We certainly hope not. We certainly. I got a text from Carson last night about eleven forty-five, yeah. so he was probably twenty minutes into the locker room, and it was, "Hey, I'll be down soon. It's time to get to work." Like I mean, I think he's legitimately excited and. Texted with some staff today, congratulated them, and the first thing was, hey, let's get with Carson. So, yeah, I mean, I I have big plans for Carson. I think he will more than fill the shoes. Um, But, you know, those are big shoes to fill back-to-back national champions.
1: All right, so let me ask you this about Carson Beck. Is it – and I don't know how it works with Georgia, but is he the automatic starter is he, I don't even know is Vandergriff still there. I don't even know which guys are there. They have yeah, them. I
6: mean, I think I don't think I would make him an automatic starter. I, I think you still got, got to win the job. Yeah, I think you got him and Brock Vandergriff and 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 there's Gunner. I can never to Stockton. Gunner's Stockton. Gunner's yeah, that's right. All five stars. All five stars. Yeah, and I, and now if I was Kirby, I they notice they didn't do anything in the portal, which I think tells you a lot. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Good point. And I don't think they have a commit for this class, so they're happy with this quarterback room. Is my point. So I, I think at this point, if you're Kirby, there's no way you name a starter. You let, them, you let them go during the spring, but at the same time, if you were the backup this year, you have to feel like you're the incumbent and you have to prepare like you're about to take over the best team in college football.
1: In the 80s, one of the things that made FSU so great, I mean great, great, in like mid-80s, that Chip Ferguson was a quarterback, but you always knew Danny McManus was next. And Danny McManus was a quarterback – but you knew Casey Weldon and Brad Johnson, now they had to win the job against each other, was next. And when they left, you knew Charlie Ward was next. And when Charlie knew, left, you knew Dan Connell was next. And when Dan Connell left, you knew Ted Busby was next. Remember that? That's you, impressive, actually. He just but, ran through well, that. Well, I wrote him down, but I just Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I wrote, I wrote, I wrote him down as you were talking. But the, but the point is, they all they were all next in line. They, yeah. there, there was no debate. Yep. I, I can tell you, old Georgia, when Buck Ballou was the quarterback, when Jeff Pyburn was the quarterback, you knew Ballou was next. When Baloo left, you knew John Lastinger was next. I, so, so you know, does that make yeah, sense? I mean, yeah, you always yeah. knew who was next in line.
6: Yeah, yeah. I think Georgia definitely has that going on. And, and you know, to Kirby's credit, um, when you look at everything he's done and the way he's changed, it's very Saban-esque. Because we're talking about the quarterback room. Well, remember, three years ago, this was the guy who couldn't say no to a transfer quarterback. Right. I mean, he brought in the guy from Wake Forest. He brought in uh, JT Daniels. Yeah, it's right. like, oh, you want to come on? Come on, come on, come on. And now he's the opposite. And I think now he's gotten this national championship and he's looking and their backups would have beat TCU by 40 last night. And it's like, okay, let me just continue to develop these
1: guys. So tell me about Carson Beck. What we remember is he was a guy that started out as a baseball player at Providence right? who committed to Florida. I mean, who committed to one of the best baseball coaches in the country in Kevin O'Sullivan to come be a third baseman when he was like a sophomore. Yep. Transferred to uh, uh, Mandarin. Uh, decommitted from Florida as a baseball player, and I want to say committed to Alabama. Correct. As yep. a football player. Alabama. Correct. Now, if you've had an, a baseball offer from Florida and a football offer from Alabama. It's pretty good. It's, you know, it's I mean, not a bad did, childhood. Did, did Duke offer him basketball? I mean, <laughs> right? Because for the most part, that's about as good as he gets. I know. You know and, so, and, then, and then I'm trying to remember, did he
6: He decommitted from Alabama and, and, and then waited a while. And at that point, it was, I think, in his head, he was going to circle back around to Florida. He's going to look at Georgia, you know, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And, then, and then Georgia just blew him away.
1: And then in the meantime, we watched that fantastic championship game yeah. that everybody got to watch because it was on TV, and he looked like an NFL quarterback. Yep. And so the minute you saw that, you figured you'd be watching him uh, one year later, and it's been a while. So tell me about Carson, what's he like, what to expect. Give, give us an overview because he's the next Georgia quarterback.
6: Carson is more athletic than you think, twitchier than somebody than people think. Uh, strong kid, an elite spinner of a football. It just comes off his hands. It's different off his hands. And it's different to the point that everybody talks about even other quarterbacks. Right? It's like, man, I want to throw like Carson. Right? Um, But his, his best asset is between his ears. He is beyond elite between the ears. And this isn't my opinion. This is testing. This is everything. Like, the guy processes information as good as anybody. Or as well as anybody. So, I don't think there will be a drop off and and the other thing that I think Carson has you know I, we mentioned Stetson being a game manager well it turned out he's a little bit of a Brett Favre for gambler the more we watch like yeah, and I think that's right I think sometimes you can get in a system and people think it's a disciplined system but they don't mm-hmm. see the throws you're making inside of it I think Carson will fall inside of, into that same thing
2: who are the quarterbacks outside of Carson uh for the next college football season that you're the most excited about
6: well Caleb obviously Caleb Williams is is I mean, just a different breed. And and I think he's probably the best prospect since Trevor uh, to come out. So I, I can't wait to watch him another year. Um, and then, you know, then I'm going to go to our guys. Uh, just because that's who I gravitate to is, is Jeff Sims at Nebraska. I am. I can't wait to see that. I can't wait to see good, bad, whatever it is. I can't wait to see Jeff with Matt Rule. Um, and no, no shot to Georgia Tech on this, but in an environment that he probably hasn't played much in. I mean that's a different thing going from Georgia Tech to Nebraska, environment wise, and so I'm I'm very interested to see that next step. And then Austin Reed ended the year as the NCAA leader in passing yardage. Like, can we go back to back with that, right? So those are the storylines for us going in. And of I, course Carson's a big one.
1: I saw your your video of Jeff Sims. Man, he looks good. Where Where else could he have gone? I know he went to Nebraska. Yeah, uh,
6: yeah. I mean, I, I try to that keep a, that. Yeah, okay. I try to. But he had. I mean, he had I, I significant interest. Yeah.
1: I, I get yeah and I and I and I get that I get that so um uh update us on Anthony Richardson what's he doing
6: yeah man we're st- we're just grinding with him he's it's been an awesome two weeks with him uh, throwing the ball really, really well. Feels great. Right. So we're in that stage now here for these next three weeks as we're just going to get as good as we possibly can and then make some decisions on what will be done at Combine and things like that and start to get into pro day script.
1: It's, he's here though. Yeah, he's yeah. Still here, here
6: full time. Okay. He was at the game. He was at the game Saturday. Had a blast. Oh, he was? Oh, had an. It came out next day, and he's like, yeah, that that was wild. Oh, so, cool. had a, Austin Reed, by the way, told me to say this. Best environment he's ever been in for a football game. Is that right? Yeah. So they were all, all there. Yeah.
1: Uh, awesome. Yeah. So, second break. We'll come, we'll come back. I want to talk about Trevor and I want to talk about Justin Herbert and how you compare the two. We've compared them earlier. I want to know what you think of the two. That's next on 1010 10 XL and ninety two point
0: five Very similar. Both athletic guys. Both can run, extend plays. Um, good vision. He's been in these moments before, you know, with his team, and so he's got a little experience over over Trevor that way. But yeah, it should be a good, should be a fun game to to watch both these guys play.
1: I think we all, most of us, agree. One of the reasons. So that game is going to be a primetime game, is that the TV folks are excited about Herbert versus Trevor. All right, Denny. <clears throat> Justin Herbert is 6'6", 236, what he's listed at. Trevor's listed at 6'6", about 225, 230. Um, touchdowns to interceptions. Herbert, 25 touchdowns, 10 picks. Trevor, 25 touchdowns, 8 picks. Uh, both over 4,000 yards. Herbert, a little over 4,700 uh, Trevor a little over forty one hundred, uh, Herbert sixty eight point two percent, Trevor sixty eight point three percent. Trevor a little bit a runner; he's run for almost three hundred yards and five touchdowns. Herbert one hundred and a half and one. The numbers are very similar. The size is very similar. They're they're one year apart in age. Mm-hmm. They are really similar. Very similar. Who's better? What are one's strengths? What are one's weaknesses? How do you see these guys?
6: I think. Uh... Herbert's probably a little more fluid. Uh, I, I think Trevor's better. Yeah. I think if you if you you're going to say, hey, you're going to build a franchise and here are two picks, I'm going to take Trevor. Yeah. Um, I think if you looked at measurables with them, arm speed, rotations, like everything is probably – they're probably right there. Mechanically, they're very similar. Like their bone structure – you know what I mean? Like it
1: – Well, they look the same.
6: Exactly. Exactly. And they perform the same. I think that Herbert's a little more fluid. I think Trevor has a little more juice. Now, now I'm not – Herbert's an elite arm. Yeah, yeah. Trevor's elite, elite. Yeah. Like, we've seen Trevor drive a 45-yard ball when he needs to. Right. Right? For Herbert, it looks a little harder to me for him to do that. So, I mean, I, I think arm talent I would give slightly to to Trevor. And I, I don't know. I don't know who's more athletic. Because Herbert, even though he hadn't rushed for those yards, he's very athletic. And part he?
1: of that's the ribs. About half yeah. the season, he had the ribs. Yeah, so. yeah. It's uh, it, it's – it's
2: like choosing between would you rather have a an an A in a class or an A plus? I mean, right, they're just right. both so so incredible. But how do you think this game sets up for each player? Trevor coming off of two pretty forgettable performances, Houston and Tennessee. Justin Herbert will be making his playoff debut. Short week, long trip. Uh, you know, they played obviously week three. How, how do you kind of see the two guys playing?
6: I'm kind of anticipating that they're going to start off these AFC playoffs very similar to what. We saw last year, uh, I think shootout two dudes on a national landscape going at it, you know, it, to to a lot of receivers. Right. I think both teams are going to be a little pass happy. Um, I'm excited. I, I think for a if you're going to pick the best matchup to watch, this was it. Obviously, I think everybody wanted to play Baltimore. I think we all would have preferred that right now. Absolutely. But but to watch this, this is an amazing matchup. I do think that the Chargers pose a lot of problems to the Jacks' defense. I think if they have any chance, any chance at all, they got to have Josh Allen and Walker's got to have the game of their lives. Um, and that's the only way. So I think other than that, if you let Herbert sit back there the way, they, the way they at times have done, he is going to dice you up.
1: So you think if it's a track meet game, that it, if it's a 45-41, well, you don't have those in the NFL very often, but yeah. a 38-31, you think it's advantage Chargers? I do.
6: Yeah, I do. I, I think – it's almost flipped the script. I think that, that Jacksonville needs to run the ball better, and I hope they can. Yeah. Um, but I also think they have so much confidence in Trevor, and he's so good that you're not going to run the ball just to run it. You've got a dude that can make plays, and even the last two games, he didn't play, he didn't play bad, but he didn't have to play remarkably well. He, he, he didn't make the critical mistakes. He missed some throws, and I think the throw he missed to Zay Jones was way overblown by the booth. Way overblown. But no, I I mean, I don't think I think Trevor has a huge game in his first playoff
1: game. When a guy misses high, when he misses, he tends to miss high. Is that a a mechanical thing when you miss high? Yeah, I think that one. I'm nitpicking. I mean, yeah, that that one
6: specifically. Like there was a lot of traffic between him and that guy. The overhead view, the guy looks wide open. Yeah. But when you watch it behind that angle that Trevor's looking at, it looks like it needed air. Right. So I think he was he just missed it. Right, I don't think he missed it as bad as it looked on TV. I think he was probably going towards the back end of the end zone. Um, but I think he's cut down on the high balls, and to your point, his mechanics have improved during the year, um, which is really impressive because that is not the case for almost every other quarterback. Um, but he has stuck to his arm care program and, his, and and what he decided he wanted to do in the, in the offseason, and you can see he's gotten better each week.
2: We talk to you about quarterbacks every week and we try to get to all the nuances and maybe this is one that we haven't. Um, Brandon Staley could lose his job if, if the chargers lose Saturday night, uh, particularly with Sean Payton looming out there and that being by far the most attractive destination of all the openings that have come or will come open uh, in, in realistic possibility. So do you ever, do you ever experience that? It is, it is, quarterbacks have to deal with so much and Justin Herbert is a, as a young player, the, the potential of, boy, if I don't play well, you know, the coach might get fired and, and who knows Justin Herbert may or may not care, but um, is that something that you've ever, is it, does that, can that enter into a quarterback's mind? Have you ever seen that at all? I mean, and, I'm,
6: I'm thinking about the conversations and there's definitely been conversations where things aren't going well in the season. And it's like, Oh, I love my coach and he may go, but I've never heard anybody put, you know, that added pressure. I mean, the reality is the brutal brutality of this whole thing is this results are evident. And if the coach was good, he'd be winning. Right. And you wouldn't have to worry about saving his job because even if you go out and you have the game of your life, you got to do it the next week and the next week. And it's not sustainable. That's why when a coach has talked about being fired, he usually is. Right. So I, I don't think that, but I, I actually think, like Staley is going to be a head coach in this league again if he loses this one. If I were the Chargers, I'd I'd hang on. Because he's got so many good characteristics about him and he's just kind of still learning the critical parts of being a head coach. I, I wouldn't let him go.
1: Even if it meant now that's different. Sean if Hayden.
6: you got Sean Payton, I mm-hmm. mean that that's yeah. a whole different thing. But I, I don't think he would be around long. I think Staley would find another landing place.
1: Danny, how'd you assess Joshua Dobbs' play?
6: Uh I actually man, inspiring. I think that's that was what I texted him. Like at the end of the game, you look at it and he, you know he started off great, and then he went into a little hole, and then obviously the 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 fumble, right? But man, to watch a guy who had been in there fourteen days, walk into that snake pit, run that offense like he'd been there all year long, and knowing what it had to take to get there, knowing the number of sleepless nights, and and credit to their staff as well for for getting him ready for that. He this guy was checking at the line. From the first play, like, it looked like the whole playbook was available. And so I told him, I was like, that was one of the most inspiring, like, games I've watched, one of our – a guy that I know play, right? Like, just because I know the work that I had to go into that.
1: Let me give you my assessment tell me if I'm right or wrong. Number one, he's an all-world dude. He's yeah. an all-world. He's smart as hell. And the reason they brought him in, I talked to Mike Keith, their play-by-play guy, and some of the people that I know there. The reason they brought him in is to learn a new offense. To, he He had to be the guy. Because you don't find many guys that can walk in off the street 17 days there and know the offense. And he's an incredibly bright guy. Here's my take. Good athlete, good size, really smart, um, really tough. But he's so limited from an arm talent standpoint that if you get him behind the sticks and if he has to throw off his back foot, he's dead in the water, as we saw in the Campbell interception. So the reason the guy's not in the NFL, even in today's NFL where – or smaller athletic quarterbacks is he, the one big limitation is arm talent. So I mean, you work with him, and, I'm mm-hmm. not, and I and I think the I like the guy. Oh yeah, but, yeah, yeah. but is that an accurate? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Phrase? And I think
6: there's definitely like there's limitations there, right? There's he's not nearly as snappy as what the new age quarterback right. is, and,
1: and snappy is a perfect
6: word, you know, some stuff like that. But but you know, I also think that there's a world where to to what um, the Titans guy told you, like you, if you have that ability to be ready to take over a franchise or a, for a two-game period in 14 days, you will always have a home. They said – You
1: will always have a spot yeah, that, in the quarterback room. They said hey, if, he was, if he just had even an average arm – Oh, yeah. Because of everything else, he's supposed to be a – he's a great guy. He's an elite guy.
6: Like, yeah, everything yeah. he does – I told you guys he's a concert pianist. Like, I mean, yeah. training him when I, when I worked with him for about a year, it was so interesting to get his feedback on yeah. each session. Interesting. He's just an amazing dude.
1: The only bad thing is he he doesn't even have a good college quarterback arm, and I don't mean that in a mean way. He just doesn't. He just doesn't even have a college because he's got everything else. He's hung around, but the arm talent is the big. And by the way, he's pretty accurate when he he made some throws to the sideline. Some of those throws to Austin Hooper, who who was covered, yep. were pretty good throws. Yeah, no question about it. Um, I'm anxious to get your your thoughts
2: on uh, one of the playoff matches with two. Kind of good, not great quarterbacks. Uh, The Giants go to the Vikings Sunday at 430. What's your assessment of Daniel Jones, where he is in his career? Obviously a much younger player than Kirk Cousins. And and what do you think about Cousins?
6: Um, Starting with Daniel Jones, I like Daniel Jones. I've always liked Daniel Jones. He's, um, I mean, everybody knows. Insanely good athlete. Great arm talent. And I think he is the prime example of, we give up on quarterbacks too soon and i get it like if you can replace that guy you always will cuz to win now is the, is the name of the game but these quarterbacks really outside of trevor outside of the the elite elite ones they don't hit their stride to year 5 or 6 i mean that's the reality we've had a big enough sample size and we even see the elite ones take another jump at that aaron rodgers tom brady like the game just becomes so easy it's like walking so i think we're starting to see that with with him i don't get the kirk cousins hate I really don't. I have never understood it. The guy just produces. And, it, yeah, it's not as sexy as some people, but it it happens, and it works. And every team he's on, you find him in the playoff hunt. And it's like, you know, I know people say, Wait, can he win a Super Bowl? Well, I don't know. But only one dude wins a Super Bowl every year. And if you're going to go chase that guy when you've got a Pro Bowl caliber guy, you're probably not going to
1: survive very well. Mike. Yeah, interesting. So I'll right, we'll take a break. One last uh, segment left with Denny. When we come back. Uh, we're going to talk to Denny a little bit about what's going on in Gainesville these days. All right, one segment to go with Denny uh, Thompson, Frank Frangie, Hayes Carline, Andrew Gibson, Lauren Brooks has uh, the hour off. She'll have helmets and heels for you along with Mia and Taylor. That comes up in just a bit. All right, all the rumors are everywhere that Jaden Rashada did not show up at Florida. Some people say it's a transcript issue, and the Gators expect him there by the end of the week, which is which is a drop in ad, which is Friday. Others suggest that something went wrong with the NIL he's not coming at all. Have you heard anything?
6: No, it's funny. I was actually with Anthony um, yeah. listening to y'all. Okay. And got out and he and I had to meet and get something done. And I was like, hey, did you hear about this? And he's like, no. And so I started to kind of just recite what y'all said. Yeah. I like, That's wild. I, and that was the first I heard about when I turned you guys on. But, I mean, I've texted some people since then. It, I mean, it doesn't look good. I mean, it's.
1: Could everybody be, else is there. True. Could be true, yeah. Yeah,
6: I mean, well, I mean, there's zero. It's a fact that everybody else is there,
2: and he's not, right? At, at the least, that's an issue. What is it? If, from a football standpoint, if Rashada ends up somewhere else, what does it do in your opinion to the Gators at that position?
6: That that's devastating. I mean, that's a game changer because now you, you probably. Need to add another portal guy to be safe, and you may have to reach on a signee, which you don't want to do. Like you, you would have to fall into the perfect situation to make it work out, or you would you would lose a recruiting year. And that's so like when you look at Florida State's issues, they went three or four years without signing a quarterback, and it co- it co- coincided with their struggles. You you cannot miss these years. You cannot miss on quarterbacks, and if all of a sudden you don't sign one. And you had two a month and a half ago. It's not good.
1: Let me ask you this question. I, I try's not joke about the Graham merch thing, but I'm gonna ask you tell you sh- share the numbers with you that I shared with him because I'm serious about this. So I watched all the Wisconsin tape, because I'm a diehard fan. He looks to me like he the the actions are good. Now, I I mean I, I saw the numbers and everybody else did, but I'm just watching I'd never watched him on tape before. So I went back and watched since Paul Chris was there, and I don't know if you know him, if he's a friend of yours, I apologize in advance. No, he's not. Don't know him. They are eye formation, offset eye, iso play, sprint draw, like it's 1984. Mm-hmm. Almost m- much of the game. So I went back and looked at the guys. They all had the same numbers. Joel Stave, Alex Hornerbrook, who went to FSU later. Jack Cohn, who had the one year went to uh, Notre Dame. Um, one other guy, then Mertz. They all started two or three years. They all completed 58%. He last year had a 19-10 year touchdowns interception. Most of the years it was... 15-11, 12-9. I'm reaching, but, I'm, but yep. I'm serious about this. They liked him for some reason down there. Could it be that they feel like if they get him in a real offense? Which is amazing to me Wisconsin ran that in this day and age. It's a, and now they had Jonathan Taylor, and they had Melvin Gordon, and they had these great backs and a good defense. But is it possible there's something there? They must think so, Denny. I mean, I'm, I'm sure or, or that's that, their thought. Right?
6: I'm sure their thought is – this guy made the wrong decision going out of high school. Got into an offense that didn't showcase his talents. We're gonna put him up here in the spread. And he's gonna like. I'm sure that's their thought. Yeah, yeah. But as I'm hearing you read that list, like it didn't work for the other guys.
1: Well, and Hornibrook. I said the same thing. Hornibrook left FSU, and I thought the same thing. And he was terrible. Awful. The the Cone guy was just okay. That went to Notre Dame, um, and Stabbing it. I, think, and went, I so- think okay was a stretch. Yeah, yeah, right, right, yeah. So, 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 so you're right about that. The other guys didn't go, and all of a sudden they're in a good offense and they're good. So I don't know. But this guy was the most highly recruited of all of them. He was a four-star guy. Again, I'm I'm grasping cuz I'm a fan of the team, but I am asking Well, no, I so
6: guess it? the point the point is crystal clear. They better be right on this yeah. because on the surface it looks like they absolutely whiff. So, their job is to know things we don't know. Right. They better be right. Come October, we better be going, "Oh, y'all yeah, remember?" Like kind of like we talk about yeah. Christian Kirk. Right. Remember the silliness about like, remember how we used to talk about? Do they really have a quarterback? Yeah, they do. They better be that level of right, or this is going to be one of those. Gosh, everybody knew this.
1: Type would they of send him to you? Does it work like that?
6: Uh, I would anticipate that yeah. we will see him. Yeah, I would anticipate that because
1: yeah, that's what teams do, right?
6: Yeah, yeah, we get a lot of of business from colleges. Okay. Yeah, so we we had uh, we we had actually had their quarterback coach, Florida's quarterback coach, in last week. Yeah, so yeah, I mean, I I would I would anticipate seeing him at some point soon. Yeah,
2: how much? growth can a player like that with that experience level gain in three or four months
6: a lot yeah a lot that that once you find somebody who has the the physical tools they just haven't quite found their groove like you see it in baseball more than you see it in any other sport like if somebody can be average and then all of a sudden they leave and they come back next summer and they're really stinking good Right, they just kind of found like a mechanical groove or whatever. So you you can see massive jumps in three or four months. We've we've seen that time and time again.
1: See, I, I just look at this guy and I, and I told Hayes this. And first of all, Wisconsin's been good during these years. Now there's a Rose Bowl year. There's three New Year's six years of those seven he was there. So it's not like their team was bad, but the quarterbacks always were. And, and I'm thinking, could they possibly have missed on all these guys?
6: Here's my confusion. Does that make sense? Yeah. Here's my confusion. Okay. Jaden Rashada is a dual threat kid. Yeah. Um, DJ Lagway is more of a runner than he is a thrower. This doesn't make sense.
1: Well, let me yeah no. So great point. And so to that to that end, could and Levi Lewis was a was whatever his name was was a runner. Yeah. Okay. So could it? Given everything you said, I did look at these guys. Every other one of these quarterbacks, their total rushing yards. Let me give let me give the rushing stats. 36 carries, minus 80 yards, which meant they just got sacked. Right. In college, sacks counted rushing yards. Okay. His, 35 carries, 40 yards. So, if you subtract you subtract, He's basically this, Mike Vick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, if you subtract the rushing yards, could they have seen maybe this guy's a decent runner if anyone ever freaking lets him?
6: Yeah, and I need to plug in the tape yeah, yeah. on yeah. him. Does that, and mean, I haven't, that done question make sense? Yeah, I guess. I mean, again, he could be sneaky athletic. And I'm I'm not hating on the kid. I haven't seen anything yeah. of him. I'm just going yeah. it's kind of the same feeling everybody else yeah. is. There were five, six, seven, eight, nine right. dudes that,
1: and they took this one, right? And and I said the same thing, but I said, number one, I told number one because I was up one night, my wife was in bed, and I was bored. But I said, I'm curious now. There's got to be a reason they took him. Yeah, yeah there's got now maybe they wanted Hartman and this guy and that guy and just couldn't get him. That could be the reason. But you know what I mean? There's, they they're not completely idiots. We'll know. There's we'll, got to be right. We'll know in April yeah. if they
6: come back around and sign another big name. You yeah. know what? What they, they what they thought out of spring?
1: Yeah, but that's my thinking. Right, right. Had a, there's got to be some reason they took him. Yeah, and maybe like you <laughs> said, yeah. but there has to be. Yeah, there? I, I guess. But, I mean, I mean his facial expressions in mean, this whole well, conversation. And Hayes, in fairness to Hayes, it might be yeah, Frank, because they wanted 11 other guys and couldn't get them. I mean, that's kind of your point is and, is they wanted Hartman and May and, and Rising and and the Tulane guy and none of them left a well-oiled
2: machine it does not look like in Gainesville uh right now. I, you you mentioned a big name in April without it, it, do you think that that will happen? Do you think te- you know, will there be five or six quarterbacks that will go through spring that are, that are difference makers potentially for Florida that might be available at that point?
6: Uh yeah, I think so. I mean, I I don't I don't know who that would be, but there's a bunch of schools that have two good quarterbacks right now.
1: now you've always you've all Denny you stood your ground on this too you've always believed decent quarterbacks will transfer after right uh, it's, it's not just necessarily before get information but, but don't know, you know savvy
2: coaches just say the battle is going to go through fall camp so they don't lose either guy
6: yeah but you know you know I mean because when you come out of spring you know what the distribution of reps were you're in the quarterback meetings. You know what the other guys being talked to like and what you're being talked to like. Like, you you, you know. If you get the feeling of, all right, I'm not going to win this job or, in most cases, I'm better than this guy, but I'm not on the field and I'm, and I'm mad about that, um, then, yeah, you'll jump in and, and find somebody that wants you.
1: So what's your – what's what's now – what's the next three months for you?
6: Oh, man, it's people wild. Like people like – It's really like, wild. All,
1: all pre-draft stuff?
6: Yeah, mostly. We're Yeah, I mean, mostly – Not as much
1: high school, more pre-draft guys?
6: High school on the weekend stuff? Um, we got a lot of -of out-of-towners, a lot of -of out-of-towners right now and a lot of college guys. But yeah, I mean, I would say 60, 70% of our energy is going into Anthony Richardson right now.
1: Okay. Okay. So not just, not just pre-draft guys, one pre-draft guy. One, him. Yeah. I got you. Do do you work with Levis at all?
6: No. No, I've seen him throw in person once or twice and it is gorgeous.
1: Yeah. See, see that, see that's what I think. Hayes and I were talking about earlier. It is gorgeous. But I'm not sure he's a great player. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. You know, yeah, I mean, I've seen a lot of guys hit a lot of long balls in BP, bro. Yeah, I've seen a lot of batting practice hitters that when 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 that umpire gets behind a the plate, they're a different guy. Yep, I, I I think he might be that guy.
6: Yeah, I mean, I I don't know. I don't know him like that. I just know it's fun to watch him spin it. Yeah, I believe that. I, mean, I believe that. It's impressive.
1: All right, Danny, thanks, buddy. Great, no, my great, pleasure. Great work as always, Danny Thompson. Doing a great job talking quarterbacks with us. Yeah, absolutely.
2: And uh it is going to be a lot of fun to see what uh where it goes. Are we uh
1: are we all set? We are. All are set. We getting all set here? We're all set. I just want to show Denny something real quick. Yes, Okay. Yeah. I, I I had I had to show I had to show, I had to show Denny something that he hadn't seen before, so <laughs> I was going to show him a of a cool thing. So, I, so mean, I'm, I'm, I appreciate your optimism about the Gators. Yeah, I, I can't I, but, quite get well, that. And, and I don't know if it's real optimism yeah. or I'm reaching to try and well, find optimism. I like
2: that you're imagining the Wisconsin offensive coaches twiddling their mustaches yeah, yeah, to right. figure out ways to
1: sabotage right, Graham right, right. <laughs> Murray. My evidence is that they all kind of weren't very good. So, there's that. All right, let's say hello to me. Now, the 2-Minute Drill, brought to you by Tire
6: Outlet. Keeping 1010XL on track with wholesale prices and premium service.
1: Tire Outlet, Jacksonville's largest locally owned automotive repair shop. You know what today is?
8: Uh, let me do the math. If, if Saturday was 29. She, she knew. She knew. So it's 26. Okay. Yeah. Also, it's very fitting that I uh, step into the studio mm-hmm. as you're discussing anemic Big Ten West offenses. <laughs> I, feel <laughs> you know like well? was, I
1: feel like that's you, the perfect you, intro. You are know all too well. Okay, yes. the 26 What you said, Garland. Yeah, days until you guys see the boss, right? Come on. Come on. I mean, I'm like I'm – Yeah,
8: gonna... it's going to be sandwiched in between our trips to Buffalo and, uh, and Arizona. That's, that's exactly true. right. So.
1: Just, I think I'm going to go from Orlando straight to – at Phoenix. Yeah. I mean, it's a direct. Well, get so a direct. what we're
8: going to need to discuss, and I actually, by talking about this, I'm realizing I forgot to email them back about something else. Um, our players' media day is tentatively scheduled for that Monday. Oh. So, I'm curious if uh, we can so rework golf, that. Because okay, so, we got golf. Spring. I need my annual playing of the stadium course, but.
1: So, we have golf, Springsteen, and the Super Bowl. Yes. That's what we got going but on. But
8: that Monday night is usually the big media Ah, at the Super Bowl. So thinking. that's the only reason that yeah. our friends at the player, they're great people. We love here's our friends gonna, at the tour. Gonna, They may have to move some things around. I'm sure they'd be okay well, with it. Well,
1: I've played TPC Scottsdale. Okay. So, it, which is a gorgeous course. So, where they play the tournament out there. So, we'll go out there and play.
8: I Listen, I'm excited. I, uh, I s- s- somehow snuck on to. <laughs> What's the name of it? I'm blanking on the name of it. The one that's like in between a bunch of mountains when I was in Arizona in April. But that's the only golf course I've played in L.A., but so I am addicted to desert in, golf in, now. In, in, so I'm ready.
1: So you played in Los Angeles?
8: No, no. When you I went it. to uh, Scottsdale for that bachelorette party Greyhawk? in April. where, uh, where, where uh, It was not Greyhawk. We co-coppa I, some, I, I forget the name it's of it. But, yeah, that's where my nose bled in case you ever wondered where the <laughs> XL Primetime uh, intro came from. So. What
1: what um did you think about the Jacks? They're not pretty good, huh?
8: Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Heart heart wrenching, heart wrenching heart like stopping. Yeah. Um, they truly are the cardiac cats. Like I just want them to play a normal game at home. Um, mm-hmm. I appreciate that they take care of business on the road, and you don't have to you know have yeah.
1: you know but, but pa- norm- a little
8: bit of panic. But at home, I mean,
1: normal games are no good for calls though. That's true.
8: I will say that. Um, I feel like the shootout against the, and the shootout and the comeback against the Ravens in Dallas though. Good point. As much as it was like heart stopping, like. You were like glued yeah, in. Yeah, good like, point. There was this, more stuff. this one was like, you were just like grinding your teeth and, like, clenching your fists the entire time, Um, which when you sit next to our boy, Dave Campo, um, can sometimes be a little nerve-wracking because he's just like, Mia, I just don't know. And you're like – and Rick Ballew's next to him, and he's like, Dave, stop worrying. They're going to win. And then I'm thinking Dave's telling me about his heart condition, and I'm like, it's going to come down to me. I'm like, what did I do to deserve this? But, hey, listen, they got the job done. Um, I talked to Josh Allen in the locker room this afternoon. You can find that interview on 1010XL's YouTube channel and – He believes that the defense you're seeing – They've been there all along. They're just making plays, and now you're noticing it because they're making plays at the right time.
1: Interesting stuff. What's coming up tonight? That?
8: Oh, we're going to have that. We're going to have a little, uh-oh. We actually had a pick uh, pick 'em pool going, and so we'll go through that. I may or may not have forgotten to make my picks probably 10 out of the 18 weeks. Uh-oh. Um, that's So uh, that's okay, though. I'm not really a pick em person, more into the fantasy game. Um, so we'll go through that and a whole lot more. And, of course, we'll also touch on a little bit of college hoops as your resident AP Top 25 voter. I did not know that there were that many Xavier University fans on the Twitter sphere because ah, really? um, they came for me this week, so we'll we'll talk about that, and of course a whole lot more in helmets and heels. Okay,
1: all right, right? Thanks, thank Mia. you, Mia and Lauren and Taylor. They'll have helmets and heels coming up in just a bit. Yeah, what I'm doing is I'm here's what I'm trying to tell you with with the Gators. I got two things I can do. I can just be convinced or headed to two and ten, or I can talk myself into. Maybe this quarterback's better than everyone thinks if he gets in the right offense. How am I doing? I like I you. I haven't swayed you one iota. Out. No, not, but, even a, not even a centimeter. I'm trying to push you yeah. a millimeter, a centimeter, But nothing. by the time we get to the orange and blue game, you'll, you'll have me. <laughs> <laughs> Folks, that's our program. Don't go anywhere, though. Helmets and Heels comes up right now. Uh, it will be Mia, Lauren, and Taylor uh, from 6 until 8 o'clock. We're out of here. Tomorrow, I'll live at Island Wing Company. And don't forget, our big, our big tailgate show is our Friday show from Dick's Wings. On San Pablo and Beach, you got to come hang out with us. But let's start with Island Wing. That's tomorrow. On the south side, we're out of here. Go so long.